listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is episode 57. Welcome to the Buzzkill Podcast, the only podcast that will make you jump into scares. Boo! I got nothing this week. <laughs> oh, Michael. But we're talking about jump scares, so that's all you get. Jump! Jump! The Mac that'll make you... Oh, some crisscross. Crisscross. <laughs> Damn. I remember when I was uh, seven years old, one of my neighbor kids, uh, one of my friends, uh, he had a crisscross poster in his basement, and I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Like, it is. They had their clothes on backwards. I'm How like, cool was that? His dad let him listen to hip-hop. I, I, I thought it was. I thought, I thought, I thought he was the coolest kid on the block. See, I was about the same age as you, and I vowed that when I became legally able to, I was going to change my name to Chris with a K, like in Chris Cross. I, I'm still Justin, just for the record. With a Q. With a Q. <laughs> for some reason. Soft Q. Justin. Justin. Q. I did, however, end up having a Bugs Money and Tasmanian Devil crisscross poster. Or they wore the clothes backwards. Nice. I yeah. figured. Didn't didn't you have a Space Jam poster? Didn't you still have a Space didn't Jam? Didn't everybody poster? have a Space Jam poster? <laughs> I think so. She. All right. So uh, I'm Mike. <laughs> I'm Jim. And I'm Justin. Welcome to the Buzzed Pill. The Buzzed, buzzed Pill. That's all, folks. Getting buzzed down pills. No booze tonight. <laughs> just pills. That's how we're rolling. <laughs> And licorice. I like mm. it. I like you. You have like a centerpiece of licorice. Hey, today. you can thank Darla for that. That's really nice. Mm. Did she actually come down here and she sent it down over there? To me. Here's some licorice for you boys. She sent it over. That was nice of her. <laughs> <laughs> let's me let's me come in and work in our house every day, uh, and uh, and then and then still brings food down. <laughs> um. Anyway, today is another buzz kill top ten jump scare edition. Mm. Oh, it took us thirty episodes to do another one. Was it was it thirty episodes? Uh, roughly, ago? I'm a little off, I think, but roughly. Was yeah. it really? Oh yeah. wow! Well, so uh, what what did we even do for our first one? Our first one was top ten deaths, I believe. Oh yeah, top ten kills. That's I believe right. Believe that's what it was. Well, here we are again with top ten jump scares. Hopefully, huh? we didn't compare and contrast lists, and no. also hopefully we don't have like no, it's gonna be all good. the same. It's gonna be good. So um yeah. How have you been since the last time we got together, gentlemen? Good. I uh, went to another wedding for crying out loud. That yeah. was possibly the last time we got together. Is it? Well, <laughs> uh, for me and you two. Only a few days ago. Um, actually, it was the last time I saw you two. Uh-huh. We is... got we got one more for the season. Oh god! I actually I, I told you when I got here uh, late, very late, uh-huh. for some reason or another. Those, those pills we're talking about were sleeping pills, yeah. apparently. <laughs> Sleepyhead James. I definitely didn't fall asleep before I came here today. Um, <clears throat> I I completely forgot we had another wedding to go to. We got done with this one this weekend, and I was like, yes. Uh-huh. I'm like, hey, sorry guys, I I love you guys, but I'm, I was so excited to just stop celebrating love <laughs> for a while, <laughs> and then here we go. We got another one coming up in like two weeks. But yeah, so we went to a wedding. We danced a lot, had a good time. Mike made a new buddy. I did. We we had a kid that was like. Oh God, yeah. We uh we we chummed <sighs> up we chummed up with the the uh, flower or not flower uh, the ring bear ring bear, bear. Yep. just to just to let him know he had friends there for him to uh-huh. support him. He was him. Like, he was a little he was like kid. He was shy. Eight years old, maybe. Yeah. And then he just he was attached would, to Mike for the rest leave. of the night. I went to the bathroom. He followed me into the bathroom. <laughs> 
just wouldn't leave me. I don't know. I don't know what what I, I don't, what desperate fumes I was giving off. Maybe he thought I needed a friend. I don't know. But I feel you like got this a friend in me. No, it was cool though. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And really uh, I threw my leg out. Uh, yeah. Dancing? Did you? Yeah, I was doing what some song? of those. I was doing some of those awesome, uh, super trendy Russian dance kicks. I think on the uh, dance floor. Oh, I remember that. And I definitely hyperextended my <laughs> knee. I <laughs> felt that the next day. Did you sit it out a while, for a while after that? No, no. I felt, dude. Speaking of feeling cra- like I, the next two or three days, my body was just like it felt. It was like it was pudding, just falling apart. That was the sex. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because that it was, was just pudding. Because that, that was like a that was like a solid two point five out of ten. You can ask my wife. <laughs> what about you, Jay? You got anything else going on? Man, besides... just been just keeping the, the music hustle going, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, been recording some drums for some country tunes and some some organ. I sold some gear. I never sell any gear, and I decided to sell a couple things that I haven't touched in like 10 or 15 years. You didn't finally sell that PA, did you? Them giant ass five foot by four foot wide speaker system. Did you sell those? I did. Some guy from Jackson, Michigan came and picked them up yesterday. Nice, man. You've been trying to get rid of those for a long time. I've been on and off, man, because they sound awesome, and I was like, man, but I don't touch them anymore. I have a brand new system, you know? It's like my dick. I know. It works awesome. Just don't touch it. So did that? I uh, can't give it away. I had an interesting story to tell you today. Okay. I uh, I had a conversation with Wes Borland from Limp Biscuit via Instagram. What? Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what happened? Yeah. Well, for those of you who don't know, he recently, within the last year or so, moved to uh, Detroit, Michigan, mm-hmm. uh, in Indian Village, mm-hmm. actually, which are these old Victorian houses and they're really cool architecture and all different. And um, I don't know if I've ever been to. You've been uh, to that part of Detroit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know where. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, And uh, so he has a studio he built up over there. So we had some 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 studio gear, chatting, messaging back and forth a little bit. Oh, cool. He had a cool video up, and I had a question about something that was in there, and so we we hit it off. Now we're best friends. So best friends. Yeah. (laughs) I want to touch you so that I'm closer to him. (laughs) So that's all. I I just want to let you know I'm really cool today. Are you guys gonna go out on the town with your faces painted? We're getting ice cream tomorrow. At Ray's, in full makeup, no makeup, shirt Sans off. makeup. Oh, so I'm starting well, a new podcast without Jim and Mike. It's going to be the Justin and Wes horror buzzed podcast. <laughs> <laughs> My new best friend. And Wes will probably right. show up on time. <laughs> uh, so anyway, today uh, we're uh, skipping corrections. Do we not have any? Well, I don't know about you, but I've been so busy in the last week, I haven't even listened to our entire old episode. Yeah, I haven't either. <laughs> so so if, we'll, there's, if there's any corrections in the old episode, we'll get to it next week. So we're just going to uh, pass by that one today. And Vito, if you're listening and you and you, <laughs> you just just jump on, send us a, a voice message and we'll just let a you... Voice, a voice message. A voice message. A voice. A vo- what do you call it? Vo- what do you Telegram? Call it? Voicemail? <laughs> Is that S- it send is? it by courier, <laughs> and we'll just play that on the air. A uh, pigeon, can... little little little. Oh, send a pigeon. it. Yeah, <laughs> send it. Send it on the wire there, chum. Um, so okay, we're gonna skip corrections yeah. and head right into what we're drinking today. What do Which we got? Is, uh, so we're doing top ten. Top ten. You know, this is the what you picked today is brilliant, and I never even really thought about it. I know, James. I know. Well, because we've been drinking this for years, because it's so nice. What... It's nice and refreshing during the. What? When it comes down to it, yeah. What is a jump scare? Um, 
It's a shock to you, the system, right? I was right? going to say, you want me to play into this? Because I will. <laughs> it's a bit of a shock. A little bit, a little bit. It is a uh, it is a shock to the system is exactly what it is because you you often, not only do you get the, the visual scare, mm-hmm. but also you get a musical sting so often with it and and it's it truly is a shock to the system mm-hmm. and sometimes it, it might not even have a visual scare that comes along with it it can potentially building 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 into nothing and you jump because you think something's going to happen sometimes. but they still do the musical sting and that's why that's correct you a still get that of, a, scare a lot of jump scares wouldn't even be effective if it wasn't for the music though too that's absolutely right you know and the music doesn't even make sense sometimes yeah it really doesn't like why would there be giant music playing in a silent room <laughs> have, i don't know have this you ever, orchestra keeps following me i mean have you ever watched a, have you ever watched a movie that you thought was super scary and then like gone sure. through and and looked at the parts without any sound just to see what it would be like i don't have that kind of time no <laughs> i haven't done it a lot but i have done it before it was mostly when i was younger because i kind of realized the connection between music and and scares and mm-hmm. so i would do it and it's not as scary. No. See, so, Mike, did you ever look at, like, watch a movie with half the TV screen taped off with cardboards? So you can't see it. And then when the girl on the left screams and gets scared, you're like, what's she yelling at when you were little? You know, did you ever do that? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, try- I'm trying to visualize it. I'm like, I understand how this works. I do sometimes watch porn, though, with the sound off and make up my own dialogue, my own storylines. See, the porn, that's where I do the thing with the cardboard because then it's like I can pretend that the other person is, is uh, Mike. <laughs> you, you thought I was going to uh, go with me, but I'm actually going with Mike. Uh, so yes, uh, a shock, and we are doing the top ten. So today we're drinking shock top. Boom, Michael. Boom. You've outdone yourself. There it is. This is uh, shock top Belgian white, uh-huh. a Belgian style wheat ale brewed with citrus peels and coriander. Now coriander is coriander's the same thing that cilantro. Yes, but it's, we like this though. Well, yeah, well, doesn't coriander is what has the citrus? Coriander has the citrusy taste, right? No, I thought coriander is the is the seed basically of of uh, a cilantro. Of cilantro, and we've actually had beer before. We couldn't figure out why it tasted like soap, and it was mm-hmm. because of the coriander. Okay, see, I, I always shock top is delicious. I always I don't know yeah, why. shock top is delicious. Uh, there's nothing on the box. Oh, it's so. because it's a Belgian white, and we all know Belgians make good soap. <laughs> and, and good beer. And, and, and good and, beer. And, it and good like, chocolate. And, and this coriander tastes like good soap. They make good fathers-in-law <laughs> as well. Oh, do they? Yeah, my father-in-law's Belgian. Oh, yeah? I thus, like his beer. Thus, my wife is Belgians, sort of Belgian. Belgians make good Keiths. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's try it. <laughs> Cheers to the shock and shock. Shock boys. Mm. The old shock top's a good standby. It is a good standby. We've I'm not a- sure what I like more. Shock Tops, Belgian White, or... Because uh, Blue Moon's a Belgian White, too, right? Yeah. I'm not sure which one I like more. They're both delicious. One of them happens to be an Anheuser-Busch product. Yeah, and this one which also... Which means my, my dad sells it. This so. one also has an orange with a mohawk, and i got to be honest with you, that's way cooler than that is pretty cool. moon. I like the ta- <laughs> I like the tap hand, the Shock Top tap handles at the bar because it's got the orange with the mohawk uh-huh. on top. I think it's cool. Uh-huh. So, anyway, I guess it's time for the bleed feed. Lord, someone get that man a lozenge. <laughs> it's the bleed feed. Take it away, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> Is your throat a little scratchy? <laughs> What's 
his, his murderous demon friend had uh, a I, bit I, of a I, rough throat. I think Salisbury's on the cusp of being fired by so, this guy. So you can fire Salisbury anytime <laughs> you want. All right, guys, we got some news this week. I have been talking a lot about, I'm very excited about the Venom movie coming out. Mm-hmm. Right? Tom Hardy is already cast as Eddie Brock. Very excited about it. Uh, and now there is news that Michelle Williams is in talks to play the female lead of Amy Whining. Uh, she plays Eddie Brock's ex-wife, and mm-hmm. she's also a lawyer, I believe. Yeah. And in the comics, she uh, also is the host for the symbiote at one point in time, and is she Venom? Really? Yes. So I, I hope they're gonna go that route. Because I like Michelle Williams. Cool. She's really good. Yeah. Yeah. This it's weird though. Uh, Venom for being. I know that like in the Marvel Universe, it's A-list actors all over the place, and yeah. I, I understand that. It's still weird to me to see comic book movies, though, that aren't part of the Marvel Universe with like huge A-list type stars. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Like it's it's It would be like you seeing... You mean Tom Hardy being a huge A-list star? Is that what you're saying? Him, Michelle Williams, they both are. They're, yeah. You know, Michelle Williams is an Oscar winner, I believe, right? Oh, yeah. So, like, it'd be, it's so. like, it's like Leonardo DiCaprio in Talks for the Joker. It's like, it's a weird thing. Is there has anything come of that? By I, the way? I don't know. That was rumors. Yeah. So I don't know. That's that might never come to fruition. But even the idea of it is just very strange to me. Yeah. And so I'm excited for it though, because that means we're gonna put a lot of money into it, and it's <laughs> not going to look like Venom from Spider-Man Three. That doesn't always translate <laughs> into a good movie though. Yeah, just when true. you start throwing cat. Because I, have you seen Suicide Squad yet? I have not. I, I haven't seen I, it yet. I don't want to. From everything everybody else has said, you have big A-list actors and yeah. that, and it was terrible. I, I will see it eventually. I can't say I that just... for sure because I haven't seen it. Yeah. Speaking of Tom Hardy, real quick, have you have you ever s- seen like his personal bio? I've seen his personal body. Ooh. <laughs> no, like I I didn't know Makes that. my Tom Hardy. I didn't know how much like how fucked up of a life he's had. <laughs> yeah, I caught that afterward. <laughs> no, like he was he pretty he rough was, though. Or? Well, he was super hard into drugs and he went to jail a bunch of times for like um Really? For like stealing cars and stuff like that. Yeah, like he was he was really messed up for a long time. It's kind of like um uh from my understanding Mark uh, Wahlberg was like that too. Going up. Marky Mark? Yeah. Well, it's because he was trying to keep Horde, you know? I guess. He had to, he had yeah, to keep up that, that he had to rep. My, my roommate is a new kids on the block, oh, Wahlberg man. aficionado. <laughs> I said that, said that aficionado. word Aficionado. Aficionado. There it's, we go. It's kind of like how you said Bugs Money earlier. <laughs> Bugs Money. Bugs Money. I mean, that poster, it's kind of true. It Bugs is. Bunny and a crisscross. Oh, Bugs yeah. Money. Bugs Money. Um, all right, sorry. That was, right. Uh, I went off on a thing there. Go ahead. As if I needed another reason to be excited for The Exorcist. TV show coming back. Yeah, um, it was announced today that Ty West directed episode three. Really, very excited about that. Cool. Clearly, we love Ty West, so the fact that he's doing something in my favorite new show from last year, overexcited. I still have to watch that show. I didn't. <laughs> it's so good. So the, the, was... this is season two. Two coming yep. up. Yeah. Yep. So I guess I could binge it. Mm-hmm. So this this is really exciting. I know we have Halloween seasons coming up. What are what are if there's three movies and don't don't let me down on this. Okay. There's three movies okay. that you watch every Halloween for just just good old fashioned Halloween nostalgia. Three movies. Well, yes. one obviously is Halloween. Obviously. Uh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> don't let me down. I'm let don't, you down. Don't let me down here. Uh, can they can they be new movies? Because no, oh, no, 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 no. Well. For our purposes, no. For our purposes... Nostalgia. I said nostalgia ones. Like You watch them because they're Halloween and they make you feel good. Well, I might watch movies that are different than yours. Okay, uh, that's fair. Ho- ho- like all of the Halloween movies. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I always wa I watch Friday the 13th every year. Is that one of them? Nope. That's got not one left. Of them? Got one left for this for this news part. Damn it. Um. Uh, I have no idea. Come on, just pick one more. Shit. Um, Come on, Jane. Children of the Corn. Ah, <laughs> all right. Three strikes and you're out. So Mick Garris, who wrote the script for the original Hocus Pocus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> do you not watch Hocus Pocus? I do. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Well, it's, I, it's nostalgia, like I said. I don't, kid, I, I don't to pop it. it in though. Like I will watch. It's, oh, it's, on TV. it's always sure. on TV, and I will always watch it. Yeah. Well, Mick Garris, who uh, who wrote the original one, which I never knew. It that, still blows my mind. Never knew he even did it until I knew who Mick Garris was. Right. Uh, he said that he is pretty sure that a Hocus Pocus sequel is in the works and being pursued and made with the original actors and pretty, everything. Pretty sure. Really? Yep. That's awesome. And, uh, he says it's likely going to be for TV, so either on Disney or Freeform, because those are both, I think, Disney-owned. Oh, jeez. So clearly, Disney is Disney-owned. Disney. Um, <laughs> that being said, though, I'm totally okay with a with a straight-to-TV sequel. Yeah. If they all come back or whatever. They've been talking about it for years. Well, much, so. much like we've said before, like straight, straight, to, straight to video is no longer like a death sentence for a movie. That's, that's true. Straight that's to true. TV is no longer really a, a death sentence either. There's, there's some really... Awesome made-for-TV movies. Sure, sure. I mean, and honestly, God, what is what is Sarah Jessica Parker doing any now? You know, uh, I mean, the Mister Red reboot fell through. So, <laughs> 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 oh, such a dick. <laughs> She's just sitting on her fat stack of cash, Mike, and just enjoying being. In her in her body, and she's just enjoying, enjoying who she's, she is. She's enjoying being Mrs. Matthew Broderick. That is what she's enjoying. All right, so Tremor 6 got bumped from January 2018 to May of 2018. Not a huge jump, but a jump nonetheless. Any reason? or? Um, the I, I think nothing was in the article about it. I think that it has to do with the fact that the Kevin Bacon Tremors is finally getting off the ground. Mm -hmm. And so maybe they want to coincide the two together. You know, new movie, new TV show, kind of do it at the same time so they promote each other. Sure. Yeah, that, that would make sense, sense to me. I Don't quote me on that. That's just conjecture. But um, it seems like it would make sense. Yeah. Especially since it's already done being filmed. So it's not like there's production problems or anything. Yeah, that's weird that it's done. It's done. It's completely yeah. done. Yeah. And, oh, all right. Yeah. Um, speaking of movies that are completely finished and haven't been released yet, we finally have a rock-solid release date for Amityville The Awakening. Finally, <laughs> I'll believe it when it. Finally, I will believe um, it when my butt is uh, probably not in oh, the careful, careful. Probably, <laughs> probably not in the seat in the theater because it doesn't look that good. But well, you're not going. I to will have believe to, it when other butts are, or they're not releasing it in theaters. You're not going to have to wait to see it in theaters okay. because, um, as the release here says, um, excuse me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> see, I was waiting on it too. So we're both there. Sorry, everybody. Yep. Amityville The Awakening will debut exclusively for free for a limited time on Google Play starting October 12th. It will also be released by Dimension Films and select theaters on October 28th. And they also will be on Blu-ray, DVD, and digital on demand on November 14th. Really? So it's going to be for free. For free. <laughs> Remember how we said that their best bet is to just release it? Like put it out, directed yeah. video, get it done with. Yeah. It kind of sounds like that's, that's what they're going to do. That's what they're doing. They're probably at this point, they're like, it. we just need to unload so this fucking thing already yeah. and just, just move be on, done with it. Yeah. All right, a couple more things here. Um, oh, this is actually really fun. When was the last time that we had news about Basket Case? 
Uh, what, like Green Day? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have the time? That was a terrible Green Day. <laughs> uh, maybe never. Have we exactly, ever had right? news so about that, Basket Case? That's why this is exciting. Uh, animator Robert Morgan has made the announcement on his Facebook page that Frank Hentenlotter's uh, Squelchy Symbiote, that's the greatest way to... Uh, Squelchy Symbiote. I've never heard him <laughs> be, be addressed sense, that way. Uh, we'll make a return to the uh, to the big screen in Bellani's Dream. Uh, this was a commissioned short film, not a strictly festival film, uh, and with more details to come. So basically it's a short film, and it's all stop-motion animation. And they're using it to... They're using it as an opening act for a movie at uh, some festival somewhere. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like that's just something that they're doing with it, and it was made for a different reason. Yeah. Now, I did my due diligence, because I'm a, I'm a bit of a detective, a if, freak. I, if I say so myself. <laughs> and uh, the end of this year marks the 35th anniversary of the original Basket Case. So I wonder the if... The 35th anniversary? Yes. Is that so I wonder if that's not you know part of something planned for the anniversary, perhaps. Oh, yeah. I'm, is what I'm thinking. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. You know, before the end of the year is up still. Did you say, I'm sorry, I'm caught up on, what did you say? It was something's night, something's, something's nightmare? Words, words. N the name <laughs> of the, the name of it. Uh, Bilal's dream. Belial, Belial. Belial. Is it Belial or Belial? I can remember. It's I, the name I, of the, it's the name of the, Squelchy symbiote. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, lo I do love those movies. I haven't, I, I've seen the first one more probably than the second two. I've seen the second two enough times, but uh, I don't even know if I, I I'm not sure I ever would have remembered his name was Belial. To be completely honest with you, as much yeah. as I've seen that movie, yeah, I love it. I have a shirt. You do have a shirt. I do wear it. It's a good looking shirt it's too. A fantastic looking shirt. <laughs> um, all right, what else we got here? Um, this was sad. So, Larry Cohen, yeah, uh, is on a tear right now over Nicholas Winding Raffin's maniac cop remake i just want to say you said his name right for yeah! the first time in your entire life <laughs> Woo! finally um apparently uh he's not happy why that he that is that it's getting remade whatsoever and kind of went on a little bit of a tirade about what the whole say? entire thing um basically he says uh, i forget who was talking to him uh but his, his quotes are as far as i know it's not happening anymore and if it is, they might be trying to keep it a secret because they'd owe me $250,000. <laughs> so it sounds like Nicholas Winning Refn's company, or him, never had the rights to necessarily do it. Or it could be one of those situations where the I's weren't dotted and the T's weren't crossed. I don't know. Yeah. But it sounds like the two of them, whoever owns the rights, are not on board with the movie that was going to be made. So you were saying this is sad, you just mean because it's sad the because idea I, that the remake is not happening? Yeah, like, Larry Cohen, get off your grumpy old ass and just <laughs> let somebody remake your movie. You'll make money off of it, if, as long as there's a studio backing it. Like, Well, maybe maybe he was just stating a fact because, like, uh, he, maybe uh, he was uh. just... What? Is there more? Oh, no, there's more. Oh, okay. Oh, no. Well, hit me with it. So... Uh, John, a guy named John Hymas, uh, who directed uh, one of the last Universal Soldier movies, uh, movies. Yeah. Uh, he was supposed to be directing it on a script that was written by uh, Reffin and a guy named Ed Brubaker, who wrote Captain America Winter Soldier. Mm -hmm. So he's got some cred. Yeah. Um, and Cohen went on to basically say that Ed Brubaker wrote the script, and I've read the script. It's not very good. Ed Brubaker <laughs> is a very good writer of comic books, I think. But if he's written a good script for a movie, I haven't read it. Oh, man. That's yeah, harsh. Yeah, he's... Um, 
not. Uh, <laughs> is he just is he just being grumpy? Just I I don't know because he doesn't want the movie remade, or I I, I or are they I trying honest, to screw him out of like paying him for the? I honestly don't know, but James, there's more. Okay, all right. <laughs> he goes on to say again. I wrote six. Apparently, apparently, um, he wrote. Uh, he as in um. What's his name? Uh, the original director, and my computer's freezing now. <laughs> Cohen, thank you, Jesus Christ. Uh, Larry Cohen goes on to say, I wrote six new scenes for the picture based on what I had read. And had I written the whole script, the movie would probably be happening as the script would be good. Yeah, I wrote three films for Bill Lustig, the original director of the mm -hmm. movies. Uh, he directed all three. Uh, though they changed a lot of Mania Cop 3 and Bill got fired from it, I would have written a fourth movie had they asked, but they didn't, and now it's not getting made. Huh? Um, yeah, he's just—he sounds bitter. Yeah. Over something, I don't know if I don't know if if Nick Ruffin like. Well, maybe he just wanted to have a bigger part in it, and they were. Or, they, or did he have a, when he said that he wrote six scenes for it? Did he? Yeah, I guess did they actually. I guess he rewrote scenes for Ed Brubaker's script. Like he rewrote some stuff. I don't uh -huh. know if he was brought on to do it, which would mean he was official capacity somehow at that yeah. point I, yeah the whole thing's kind of confusing maybe he just rewrote them maybe on his that's own. maybe that's why he was saying they would owe me two hundred fifty thousand dollars because they maybe that's for the work that he already did maybe i don't I know have, i have no idea i'm well, thinking that's weird i'm thinking and this is pure conjecture but i'm thinking that nick ruffin hit on larry cohen's mom or something that's, there was a run in somewhere. That's something. A, that's a solid theory. Something, we're gonna, <laughs> something we're gonna, happened. We're gonna run with that one. <laughs> and perhaps he called his mother a basket case. <laughs> huh? Huh? Right. Do you have the time? All right. Um, I got two more things here, neither, neither of which are very important. But I'm gonna talk about them anyway. Um, the original "I Spit on Your Grave" mm -hmm. is getting a sequel. Um, which is weird to me. The original? Uh, yes. Now, okay. there was a remake yeah. that came out that had no business being made, in my Weren't there, there were several remakes. Three. Or, there, there, three. there was a remake, and then there were sequels two, to yes, the remake. the remake, yeah. two sequels. The uh, the original remake, I have, I saw it, and I hated it, and it's a waste of film. Uh, <laughs> it movie did not need to be made, because the original movie holds such a place in, in not only uh, my heart, because I love that movie, but for what it ended up meaning from that time period. It's a weird thing. Well, like, it became like a... It, it became sort of a women's rights... A female empowerment sort yes, of thing, yeah. Yes, Which, I mean, that that's... It's absolutely eye of the beholder. A lot of it people, really I was going to say, a lot of people sort of argue that point because A lot of still, film historians argue that point, actually. Right. like it, it wasn't made necessarily for that point, yeah. but what it became and what it ended up meaning symbolized a lot of stuff that was going on at the time in American life. Right. Um, that being said... Uh, the original uh, Camille Keaton, who played the original girl, mm -hmm. is coming back, mm -hmm. as well as an actress named Jamie Bernadette. Uh, uh, she is uh, playing Camille Keaton's daughter. If I'm not mistaken, Jamie Bernadette, I believe we are friends with her on Instagram. We are, and, and she, she plays likes our stuff quite a bit. Actually, yeah, she's actually in the third remake. No, or, no. not the third remake, like the the sequel to the remake or something no, like that. No, she's in. She's in. This is this is where it gets weird. She's in. I spit on your grave. Uh, Deja vu. Okay. Which is the movie I'm talking about? They've been. Ta this movie is is not. This. It, 
this article that I read basically made it sound like this was a new announcement. Yet we've known about this for a very long time. Oh, so the, the Deja Vu movie has not, not has so not come out yet. This this movie that you're talking about right now, the sequel to the original, is Deja Vu, yes. the one with yes. Jamie Bernadette. From everything that I can gather, I thought it was weird too because I thought this movie was released already. Yeah, she, because Jamie Bernadette she posts about, about it all, it all the time. time. Yeah. Sure, um, I think it's one of the bigger things that she's been in. So yeah. it's like, you know, I, I don't blame her for. Oh, sure, yeah. Using it, but like I thought it had been released already. But uh, apparently it's not. I'm interested in it only because it's it's a direct sequel and the original director's back. Mm-hmm. So I'll give it a whirl. You yeah. Know? That's got more of a reason to be a thing than the remakes do. Well, maybe they maybe they saw the remakes and they're like, thought the same thing that you thought was they did this all wrong. And they're capital. Maybe they're like, they're capitalizing. The remakes capitalized on sensationalizing rape. Right. Whereas the original movie worked because it showed how absolutely disgusting and fucking vile rape is yeah that's and, why it worked and then yeah and then sorry that's this is my call capitalized more on the revenge side of it rather yeah. than even, yep. even though the the rape was terrible in that rape. movie it was well yeah i mean the rape is always terrible yeah. but it's those those types of movies it's a tough are always movie to get through man it's those like types of movies are always minutes. hard for me to get through like uh last house on the left mm-hmm. and uh that oh, that ter- um it's not necessarily a horror movie but the movie irreversible mm-hmm. there's like a, a horrible rape scene and yep. I'm, it's just like well, those the, things are so hard the original to get i spit on your graves like a half an hour 45 minutes of three consecutive rape scenes oh, with the same girl and yeah. it's tough to watch right but it's supposed to be yeah so, um, anyway, yeah. So, <clears throat> so I mean, I'll check it out if this is all the original people coming back. Yeah. So that'll be cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Last thing that I got here, and this is just fun. In 2012, apparently, we almost got a movie based off the video game franchise, Twisted Metal. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> you know Twisted Metal. Oh right? yeah. You know the character Sweet Tooth. Uh huh. I was gonna say that that's like really the only one that anybody it was exactly. The, the if you don't know, it's the clown, the clown, clown yeah. mask. The clown. Yeah, it's like the ice cream truck. It's an ice cream truck. Clown yeah. mask, flaming hair. Mm-hmm. Guess who was going to be tapped to play Sweet Tooth? He is only the greatest American cinematic auteur. <laughs> I've been bad at guessing tonight, so I'm just going to let you tell me. Tom Cruise. Nope. <laughs> nope. Two, no. two more. Come on. I told you I'm not going to guess. The greatest, the greatest American actor. Um, um, Clint Howard. Nope. One more. You're on the right track, though. Am <laughs> I really? <laughs> Uh, Ron Howard? <laughs> Ron Jeremy? Oh! And then the Sweet Tooth. No. I'm trying to do an impression <laughs> development narration, Ron Howard, if that's bad. Nicholas Cage, motherfucker. Oh my god. <laughs> Tell me you wouldn't have seen it. No. What? God. Stop putting him in movies. He's awful. I love I love Nick Cage. Because you know what you're going to get the second you walk into a Nick Cage movie. Oh, yeah. And I love it for it. It's like a Bruce Campbell movie. I don't I don't think that Bruce Campbell movies are amazing. I just think that Bruce Campbell's amazing at playing Bruce Campbell. I think... Nicolas Cage think, is the best at playing Nicolas Cage. I think it's as Bruce, simple as that. Bruce Campbell is aware of who he is, though. Like I think Nick, Nick Cage has to I be. I think Nicolas Cage... Oh, face off. The face is off. Now it's on. Now it's off again. <laughs> Nick Cage. <laughs> Who? What? Where? Where? We have to pay the ghost. Like, I, don't, I, I don't think he's aware of who he is. Like he's not—he's not like Bruce Campbell. He doesn't—he doesn't realize that he has basically become a caricature of himself. What? I want to steal the map of the Declaration of Independence. There's, there, a, there's a map on the back of the Declaration of Independence. I can't talk. I there's a map that. on the back of the Declaration of Independence. There you go. That's that was 
All right. Yeah, thank you. I've been working on it. It's basically Keanu Reeves, just deeper. <laughs> and balder. Whoa. <laughs> all right, that's all I got for the Bleed Feed this week, gentlemen. Hmm, that was the Bleed Feed. Those are the stories that made the cut. Boom, that was the news. Three outros to the Bleed Feed this week. Three? I said mine, you said yours, you said yours. It's a beautiful thing. It's just the way it goes, baby. All right, it's we're a, going to a delicate uh, dance. We're gonna take a break. I'm gonna take a piss, get some more beer, <laughs> and we're talking top ten. Mm. Jump scares. Mm. Bitches. Boom. Throughout this, they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. Alright guys, we're back. It's time for the Buzzkill Top 10 Jump Scare Extravaganza. Cheer! Ooh, that we're, sounds exciting. It is very exciting. Uh, we're going to start it, it off... Is it shockingly exciting? Shocking, and it's the top of all the shocks. Mm. The shock top, do, if you will. Do you guys like jump scares? I, this is a point of contention with a lot of horror fans. Some people think <clears> they ruin movies. Some people like them. Some people think they're cheap. Other people think they're a great form of bedwetting. <laughs> you know what? It's well, kind. That, it's kind of oh, like yep. like a, a pop format in a song. Oh, that's so stupid! They just follow verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus. But that's what people want. It, it, it makes it interesting. That is probably the best description of a jump scare I think I've ever heard. It's yeah. going to be something where all your exactly indie musicians and stuff are like, dude, we don't follow a format. We just write it for the feels. <laughs> and it's like that's you, what like the witches. You have and to, that's you, what <laughs> the, 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 the bottom. The bottom line is that um, you know they you have to appeal to the masses. Mm-hmm. Right, and your average person, maybe they're not your huge whore buff. That's like, you know, hates jump scares and hates <clears> the the cliche stuff. It, they're not going to like it, but they have to appeal to what your average watcher is going to appreciate yeah. and what's going to sell to them. And I, I think even hardcore, it's a money thing. It's a business. I, I think even hardcore horror buffs will appreciate a jump scare if it's done right. Yeah, for right. sure. You know, and 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 as long as a movie doesn't completely rely on jump scares. But let's face it, there are movies that. It's just like 90 minutes of nothing but jump scares sure. that you have a really damn good time watching. Yeah, and I, I would say that if, if you have 90 minutes of just jump scares, though, and not a whole lot outside of that, right. you're lucky if you get about half of them to be effective. You're lucky. Right. Usually, though, it's only like a third, maybe a quarter of them that are actually effective. Yeah. You can't overdo it. Just like I can't write a full song that's all choruses over and over again. <laughs> I, I could. I can. But... <laughs> isn't, hey, I know Mike can. Isn't that how, isn't that how Taylor Swift does it, though? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, but yeah, yeah, you don't want to overuse the effect. You yeah. know? I, I agree with you. Um, I, do you like jump scares or do you uh, find like, them corny? I'm kind of on the same boat as you guys. Yeah. I like them when they're done well. They do have a tendency to be a bit redundant in a lot of movies, uh, especially a lot of newer movies. I feel like, yes. like Hollywood has really, um, the horror movie has become the pop music of, of the film industry in a certain way, whereas it's, they're, they're they can be cheap to make. Uh-huh. They don't need a lot of production if you will yeah. like everybody thinks oh we can just put somebody in a creepy situation and have a guy in a mask and <laughs> like it, it, that's not what makes a good horror which is movie. the best the best uh 
impersonation of a jump scare I've heard in a long time. It's the walrus, the walrus man. <laughs> um, Even the the look of the the horror movies, the the Hollywood cliche horror movie. We talked about it in the past, polished, you know. Yeah. Very, yeah. yeah, and they do those types of movies. They do rely a lot <clears throat> on jump scares, and it wouldn't shock me if studio notes actually told writers that were doing like script doctoring you or more jump scares. or yeah or doing revi- you know revisions yeah. after the script was bought hey put a jump scare in here put a this and that you know they like, might give them a number say we need 10 you know we need one at least every uh you know 25 it's, minutes yeah. or whatever there's a, there's a famous story from adam green he talks about this all the time mm-hmm. uh he had a movie where uh an, one of the notes is the studio exec wanted him to put a scary stove in a movie, <laughs> I've, I've heard that story. Like, what? Like, can you... Stoves are scary. Put a scary like what? So we did it, right? <laughs> they, I think they did, yeah. But it, it's it's it just was like, for something else. It's though, basically yeah. like a throwaway scene, though. Like they just kind of focus on a stove yeah, for like a second. It was it was for something. I forget yeah. what it was, but and I instantly thought it was at Home Alone with the uh, the furnace in the basement. See, now that was a that was <sighs> that was a version of a, actually effectively yeah. scary stove. Cause yeah, because that, <laughs> that part was kind of terrifying. You know, it's funny, like, I, I, some of, I was going through my list, and uh, I, I only wrote down horror ones, but, sure. like, some of the best jump scares I've ever seen are in non-horror movies. Large Marge, oh, yeah. baby. Large Marge, exactly, <laughs> yep. from P, uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Mm-hmm. That's a perfect example. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not, maybe because you don't expect it so <clears throat> yeah, much. exactly. And uh, you mentioned about, as you're going through the list, I also went through Jim's list, and I just wrote all his down, yeah. so I'm going to say them first before he does. Okay, that's mm-hmm. cool. And then I'm just going <laughs> to sit back on my laurels and drink beer. All right, so um, should we get this started? Let's do it. We shall. We're going to start at number 10. Why don't you kick it off, Mikey? All right, I'm starting mine off with the classic okay. because they're, they're, some of these are going to be expected, some of them not. Uh, I feel like this is one of the more, not, not original, but it's OG. <clears throat> OG. And so my number 10 is Jason rising from Crystal Lake in the original Friday the 13th. Uh, damn it, there goes one of mine. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Um, uh, just to be clear, you're not gonna get. You're probably not gonna get 30 jump scares no, out of no, this no. episode. We, we did not talk. We have a lot of overlapping. Yeah, probably. We did not talk about what our lists are, so we yeah. don't know. So there's there's probably going to be some overlap. We all have very similar tastes, mm-hmm. but um, I I tried my hardest to make sure mine was was, you know, my favorites and not all just cliche ones. Yeah. That being said, though, uh, the the. That last little teaser scene at the end of Friday the 13th, I think, is honestly my favorite part of that movie. It's it's personally. It's funny though, just to say something real quick. Your number ten is like way up in my ranks, so you just stole one of my top three. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> just to, just to make it fair, when your number comes around, that's a repeat. Go ahead and say it, but we yeah. don't need to yeah, 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 go yeah, super in depth yeah, for about sure. It. So um, let's talk about why you love this scene so much. I think um, you already because started it, because but. it came out of nowhere because Jason wasn't supposed to exist, and even Tom Savini didn't take the uh, Tom Savini didn't even take <clears throat> the job of doing the sequel because he didn't think it made sense. Right. Because Jason was dead. Yeah. Um, I like it because it, it, it introduces this whole mythology where you think you knew what was going on and suddenly, wait a minute, I don't know shit. Yeah. Like, Jason's alive? What? Like, I don't know. It, <clears throat> it made the story that much more interesting to me. Plus, well, it's it, my first recollection of that type of jump scare. When yeah. you, the first time I saw this movie, I remember it very vividly. I had no idea, and it did scare the crap out of me. And the crazy thing is it's in slow motion. Uh-huh. It's like normally jump scares are like... Boom! In your face, and yeah. then and then and you're scared. But this it happens in slow motion, but it's so terrifying and so unexpected, and so creepy because this is the first time you've ever seen that character. But also, like, 
it's that whole movie like the end of that movie is so hopeful like she's floating on the this like picturesque mm -hmm. lake it's very it's good in a, music in a canoe like... she's kind of touching the water with her fingers it's just like this beautiful setting the police roll up to the to the shore and like get out and they're waving at her and it's like yes there's hope in the mm -hmm. world and then all of a sudden <laughs> this creepy small creepy kid, little kid like, yeah. yeah it's it's one of the best of all time I love it yeah which is why it was in my top three. And... It's in my top ten, okay? That's, that's, that's still pretty good. All right, so what was your top ten? Uh, you on all ten of them right now? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, gonna go, I'm also going to go with a classic. Um, Pet Cemetery. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, the scene where... There's there's actually a lot of really good jump scares in this movie, like uh, like Church, the cat, when he opens up the... The, the cupboard and church is there and like mm -hmm. jumps out at him. Mm -hmm. Great scene, but for me, one of them, one of the jump scares in this movie that really got to me the first time I ever saw it was um, when the husband, I can't remember his name right now, uh, when he's walking out into the hallway and his wife's body drops from the attic. Yep. Rachel, her corpse drops mm -hmm. from the attic and is hanging by a noose. There was just. There was so much for my little adolescent mind to take in in that scene that it like ruined me for a little while. Yeah, because no, it's, it's a pretty gruesome scene. Not only are you not expecting it, and I actually, you know, I've, I've rewatched this movie hundreds of times since I've I've been older, but um, it's it's not like it doesn't happen that quickly. Like mm -hmm. not not in the way like it doesn't jump at the camera the way a lot of jump scares happen. But he kind of turns around, he hears a noise. The body falls from the top. That's one thing to take in. You're like, oh my god, there's a dead body hanging by its neck. Dead bodies everywhere! And, dead bodies <laughs> and then he looks up and Gage is standing in the attic looking down at him, laughing like a little maniacal demon child. And You know that, why? Because he's a little maniacal demon child. That's exactly right. Well, and that, that whole movie, like the, the whole end of that movie just freaked me out so much when I was there. There was something about Gage in his little like top hat and mm -hmm. suit and cane that really always freaked me out. Yep. yep. But that scene in particular where Rachel's corpse... And, and also I couldn't comprehend it because how did this tiny little child get this woman up into the attic and tie a noose around her neck? It's a telepath. Just... Lifted her. Is that what it was? His brain. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Like that. Uh, that scene always just really got to me. So. Cool. What about you, Jay? What's your number number ten? For, for me, I. Uh, it might not necessarily be a jump square. Uh, yeah, jump square. A jump square. Jump square. Everywhere. <laughs> a jump scare to some people, but it was actually in House of a Thousand Corpses. Okay. Um, it, it, early on, when Captain Spaulding's store is being robbed. Yeah. And uh, you got the couple guys with the guns. I'm gonna count to ten. I'm gonna blow your brains out of your head, pal. <laughs> with the pretty bad acting in that spot. <laughs> that guy and, sounds uh, like he was listening to the scene earlier, and I couldn't place what he sounded like. Mm -hmm. That guy robbing the store sounds exactly like Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> <laughs> You're from this I'm gonna really I'm gonna blow your brains out, brother. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so he's standing there, and he's like, "Here, take some chicken home to your wife." Blah blah blah, blah like just trash talking. Put your hands up, and he puts two middle fingers up, and uh, then all of a sudden he's about to shoot him. And Spalding's little sidekick, uh, Ravelli, Ravelli. Something like that. Uh, I, I forget how to, the exact name. Bust in, carrying like through the door, carrying a sledgehammer or an axe. I didn't expect it at that point, and it was just like, 
boom, here comes this dude with a giant face mask on and just starts beating the shit out of people. I cannot remember this scene for some reason. I haven't seen House of it, a Thousand it was, Corpses since it came out. It was very beginning, and at the end, they start shooting at all the guys, and then, uh, you know, Spalding walks over, and yeah, and guess what? Fuck you! <laughs> and kills him, and then it comes in with the title credits. Nice. And uh, But that was kind of like, you know, him just busting in there, you know, made me jump. I didn't expect it. Yeah. Going into this movie when, uh, you know, that was when it first came out, and I didn't know what to expect. Right it, so A there's, very strong start. I have there's one thing that, about Jay that I know for sure, it's he loves House of a Thousand Corpses. I do. He really <laughs> does. But, it, but that was only my number 10, so. Oh, oh shit. All right. All right. Well, so let's keep it rolling then. Number right, nine, nine Number nine. I suspect that this one's going to be higher on at least James's list. Oh, for God's sake. I Mike, do. You're gonna... I know. All right. The ghost clap in The Conjuring. Shit, Mike. We... <laughs> you're really screwing me over here. All right. Um. So... I, this one's this one is lower on my list only because um, for the longest time I didn't like this movie, mm-hmm. and it wasn't until very recently, actually the beginning of my uh, fifty and two challenge, when I rewatched The Conjuring. Oh, uh-huh. okay. And actually, I that's what finally, you started with, yeah, isn't it? And I finally appreciated the movie f- more for what it was and not for what I didn't like it for. Right. And I and very distinctly, I remember that uh, if you haven't seen the movie to set the scene. Um, Caroline, uh, the mother, uh, has a couple kids, and they play this game in the house where it's basically hide and seek, mm-hmm. where the seeker has a blindfold on, and the people who are hiding have to clap. And when she went up, she has like three three chances to make them clap, and she has to find them. Mm-hmm. Um, so Caroline, the mother, uh, hears these voices in her house, like, "Do you want to play hide and seek? Do you want to play hide and seek?" And she's looking for this, and she goes to the cellar, and suddenly the cellar door slams behind her. She gets pushed down the stairs, and she's in pitch blackness. Yeah. And so she's scrambling around. She makes it to the top of the stairs. Lights match. And so all you have is just match light, illuminating. It's basically, illuminating just her illuminating face. her face, and then the uh, darkness that match all goes out. Her. She lights another one, and then all of a sudden, out of the fucking pitch black darkness from behind her, and it comes out of nowhere. And <laughs> the hand, like it's not just the sound. The actual like the hands, the hands yeah. come up to like right beside her face and and clap. It's, it's so and, scary. And it was it was for a guy that hated this movie. I was really scared by like because first off i didn't remember it and it just it worked you know this was this was one of those this was one of those situations where they completely ruined this moment by showing it in the trailer though Mm. i forget i see i forgot about the trailer it's easily the like to me it was like probably one of the freakiest parts of the movie Mm -hmm. and because it's so cool like i had never seen anything like that before because it's well those hands look adult by the way even yes. though it was supposed yes. to be a kid, but um, it's that's such a creepy, a creepy thing. Like usually, jump scares are like a person jumping out and screaming, or like somebody yeah. coming at the camera with a with a weapon or something. But just this, like, there's something very innocuous about mm-hmm. hand clapping and the fact that but, she was leaning up against the door. Right. So yeah, where the, the fuck? Like, like where did the hands where, come where from? Where did it come from? <laughs> from the abyss and yeah. like. But they ruined it. They put it in the trailer. Yeah, I'm well, like, damn that's, it. That's Hollywood for you. You saw the part coming when when we because we saw this in theaters. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think it was our first experience with the uh, like the giant uh, leather recliner yes. theater, wasn't yep. it? I believe I fell asleep. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I might have dozed off when we were seeing it. That theater was so loud; it was ridiculous. Like I, I like a good loud theater, but this was almost ear piercing yeah. loud. I, I don't know. Anyway, that that was a great great moment in that movie. I really I agree. liked it. All right, number um, nine. <clears throat> number nine. Well, I'm uh, my my list is quickly dwindling because Michael keeps taking mine. Nah, it'll get better, I promise. All right, so have you ever seen The Conjuring? <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I guess I will go with uh, with another. Um, I'll go with another classic here. Uh, the end of Carrie. Oh, okay. And I know this is one of the movies that makes Mike a douche, I believe. Yes, I, I you've have. Never, I, I still you've never have seen, not seen Carrie. Carrie. So I almost hate to say this, but... I know, no, I know the ending, though. Okay. <laughs> so there's uh, the the part... At, um, basically, every everybody in the world knows how Carrie ends. She gets the yeast infection, right? She, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. And just rages because well, of it. I heard that the ending's about burning. <laughs> Oh my god, Mike. She got the ghost club. Uh, <laughs> um, you are the worst person in the entire world. Um, so she, uh, Carrie ends up burning everybody alive. Mm-hmm. Yes, with her, her, <laughs> with, her, with, 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 her with her horrible UTI, and uh, <laughs> and she, uh, she ends up perishing in the in the uh, in the act, and. Um, Actually, oh no, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm completely wrong about that. She dies at the end in her own house, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to ruin the entire movie for you. But then uh, at the very at the very end, her her one classmate who kind of felt for her, kind of sympathized with her the entire time, and for all intents and purposes was a very lovely person, mm-hmm. goes up to where this house used to be, where her house used to stand, and there's a cross on the on the ground and and. And uh, it says, here lies Carrie, blah, blah, blah. And you kind of get a dreamy feel from this. It's got that sort of weird uh, soft filter like in the weird lighting. So you get the sense that it's a dream kind of. Mm-hmm. But she walks up and she's got flowers. And then she goes to like put the flowers down on the grave. And you think that's how it's going to end. And then all of a sudden from beneath the earth, the hand of Carrie yep. reaches up and grabs her by the wrist. And then she, like, this moment in this movie is terrifying for so many reasons. I mean, that alone is terrifying. But then they cut to her in a in a bed in either her own house or in a maybe like a mental hospital or something like that, just screaming bloody murder. And her her mother, like, cradles her. And, and I think what's even scarier than the actual jump scare in this moment, which is scary enough, is the fact that you realize that this poor girl who kind of wanted to help Carrie has just completely lost her mind. Yeah. Like, she's just... just the moral of the story is don't fucking help people. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> don't don't be nice to anyone, and then you'll just... You'll die in a horrible, flaming way, and then, and then that's it. Hey. Um, I don't know. I, I've always really liked that part, and uh, the whole movie, you need to see this movie. I know, I know, I know, I know. And there's like maybe there's we'll a, do there's an like episode a remake and like 17 sequels or something. What? Maybe we'll do an episode soon where we can. Wink, wink. Are we gonna do that? Oh, okay. Kill it with fire. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, Jay, what do you got? For... Number nine. Yep. All right. This one could kind of be classified as a suspenseful thriller with some scariness to it. So okay. I, 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 it could be horror. Okay. In the movie Fear. From 1996. With Marky Mark? We just talked about Mark Wahlberg recently. (laughs) Yeah, I'm here to date your daughter, you know? (laughs) I don't know why I always always go British. All right, for anybody. Say say hi to your mother for me. And uh, so Marky Mark and the funky guy. There's there's the spot where he's he's walking around trying to get get in. They're locking the doors and stuff like that. And he he looks up into the door like peeker hole, the eye that you look through to see who's Uh outside on your porch. Uh And he's standing out there just looking in, softly speaking. 
and then just screams, "Let me in your house!" And he jumps up towards the door. So thing. let me in the fucking house. <laughs> That, that was, was a, that was a that was a legit jump scare. It, yeah, it was because you. I mean, you weren't expecting it. And no, he, and he's being all he's being like you say. He's he's speaking softly, being just very Marky Markish about yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> Have you ever seen that movie? Um, Fear. Fear. Yeah. Uh no. I would actually. I, mean, I remember. I remember. It was that was an MTV movie? If I'm not mistaken. Was it really? I think I, it was. This could be a correction. I want to say that it was because I remember seeing previews for it all the time on MTV. But I'm going to say the guy that didn't see it is probably wrong with that one. But um, the, 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 I don't even I, I listed that one when you mentioned, you know, that we were going to be doing jump scares yeah. for this week. That just randomly popped in my head. And I saw that once when it first came out when I was a little kid. And I was like, that scene just popped in my head. I like, well, I'll throw it on there. Yeah, that's kind of what we said when we uh, when we f- first came up with the idea of doing jump scares is like, I, you know, that's technically probably a, a thriller. I mean, yeah. but thrillers are thriller, thrillers are horrifying in their own oh, way, yeah. and especially uh, we did home invasion movies before, mm-hmm. and that's that's yeah, a, same idea. That's a example of a home invasion movie. Absolutely, but that uh, that whole movie. I was scary, way but, off. Like, it was Universal. Universal. <laughs> <laughs> MTV. Nah. Same thing. But uh, I forgot. I lost my train sorry. of thought. <laughs> no, that's all right. Um, no, but we said like. Think think of the like you really kind of have to act on emotion because jump scares that's what they do to you. So like Absolutely. to pick one that comes from a thriller, I think is completely fine. It, and, and there could oh, be yeah. a jump scare wait, that wait. scares you fear that is, I don't I don't get. You fear know? is it's it's home invasion. It's it's genre. It, mm-hmm. yeah. it absolutely fits. Yeah. It fits the parameters. Yeah, for sure. We're not horror purists here, okay? Anything that makes Whoa. us feel terror, we talk about. Speak for yourself, man. I hate yeah, bees. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so since I keep stealing yours, James, I'm going to let you go first on number eight. Oh, crap. Um, all right. Um, guarantee you it's not the same as mine. I'm going to go with one that you, I, I can guarantee that you don't have, probably, because it comes from a short film. Oh. All right. Uh a short film that was later adapted into a full-length feature, but oh, I, I, know I got a better I, I got a better scare out of the short film film nonetheless. Can I guess? Yes. Lights out. Lights out, <laughs> dude. I because I show like. So no, you love this fucking short film. You, I do. You talk about it all the time. I do because it's effective. It's yep. two. It's like two minutes long. And let me guess. The scare is when she has her back turned. No. Oh. No, the one at the very end because it, it's not. Oh, in the bed. It wasn't yep. even so much a jump scare <laughs> as it was like, you know how you know how when something frightens you in a way where you you feel the tingle start in the top of your head and then it just it goes all the way down your body. You're mm-hmm. just like, <laughs> that's exactly what this this movie did, and it's two and a half minutes long. There's a good jump scare in the beginning, uh, like within the first minute because she turns the lights on and off like three times and then the thing pops up right like right in full yeah. frame right well, in front of her. This short kind of exists because of jump scares. Yeah. Like, this is this is this is a very effective use of the tactic. Well, and and, sh- and short films are the exception to what we were talking about where I think that I think within the confines of a short film a, a jump scare is completely appropriate all the time because you want to get your point across. Sure. Quickly, you, you know? don't have a lot of time to set anything up. So within two or two and a half minutes in this movie, there's two really good scares, and uh, the one at the end though, like there's she jumps into bed and she hears the footsteps, and then all of a sudden the light comes back on out in the out in the hallway, and she thinks everything is fine, and uh, 
her light starts to flick or this was after her light started to flicker in her room she pops the plug back in so her light comes back on she thinks everything's fine and then all of a sudden you just hear like this weird breathing sound and the camera quick cuts over to the lamp and you just see this like horrible face yep and the thing's got its finger on the light switch and you just see it flick the light switch and then it's done Mm -hmm. but you're just like you're left going oh that was spooky yep so it's not really i I mean it kind of is a jump scare but at the same time it absolutely is if it made you jump it was a jump scare well like i said it made me just like my whole body kind of went numb for a second and it's in it every time i showed that it was before the movie really got a lot of attention Every time I would show that short to people, they had the exact same reaction. They just go, oh, 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 oh. yep, yep. Oh. It's a creepy creature. It's very too. creepy. Yeah, yeah, very good. So, uh, all right, what do you got for? All right, so mine is um, you can probably guess that something from this movie had to be in here. Okay, but this is from The Evil Dead. Yeah, okay. The original Evil Dead. All right. Uh, so there is a scene. Uh, it's when Cheryl punches through the floor. Uh, so there's a scene after the uh, the ladies get possessed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cheryl and Linda are both are both possessed, and uh, Cheryl ends up getting locked in the cellar. Uh, Linda becomes unpossessed, if you will, and Ash thinks that it the moment has passed, right? That the possession's over with. Yeah. And so he's you know with Linda, you know, hugging her or whatever, and Cheryl starts talking from underneath the cellar, like <clears throat> Ash, Ash, I'm okay. You know, blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. And so the scene is is very slow moving, very quiet. And Ash lets go of Linda and he walks over to the uh, to the cellar, gets down on the ground and puts his ear to the floor trying to hear her still. And he's looking into the crack of the cellar door and he's looking and, he's looking, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this hand just bursts through the floor, <laughs> grabs him by the throat and starts uh, just choking him out. And demonic Cheryl was back. Mm-hmm. And I I I rem- I've seen this movie. I'm no kidding. At least legitimately close to a hundred times. Mm-hmm. Had to have probably more than that, honestly. Um, and that part still fucking makes me jump. Does it really? It, I know it's coming, and I don't know. I don't know if I just have never paid attention to the timing of the scene. And it's like you're ready for it. You're ready for it, but it's almost as if it happens at a different time every time <laughs> I'm watching it because I'm never ready for it ever. <laughs> that's, um, that's actually what uh, Aaron, I was talking to Erin earlier about like just kind of asking her favorite um, jump scares and she actually her top favorite jump scare was the one from Friday the 13th Okay, and that's what she said she said the same thing it's like you know that it's coming but it's you never see it coming at the exactly, same time like, exactly. it's, it's almost like you get you get sucked into this like serene it's almost like there's nothing's happening. Lake scene and yeah, because nothing's happening, and suddenly you stop paying attention to time, and you're just kind of absorbed in the nothingness that is going on. And the way that you said it is kind of perfect. Like it's it it's almost like it happens at a slightly different time mm-hmm. every single time, so you never fully see it coming. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a good one. What about you, Jay? Number eight. Oh, number eight. for me, for number eight, I have a movie. I don't know if you guys saw this one yet or not. Um, Netflix original, I believe it was Demonic. Ooh. I did not see it. I've been wanting to watch From it. From 2015. Is, uh, is Sarah Highland in that one? I, I don't know. I've not no, seen it. No, that's satanic. I think I said that a few weeks ago, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, uh, and so in the beginning of this, I'll try not to spoil too much for you guys since you haven't seen it, but there's a uh, a crime scene and officers there investigating and quite a few dead people around and you stumble around these dead people and figuring out, you know, they're just torn up and whatever. And he's standing by this one last body. He stumbles over and... Uh, Reaches for his walkie-talkie. He's, I need backup calling in. And and so he's sitting there uh, calling on the walkie-talkie. And all of a sudden you see this dead body's eyes just open. 
and jumps up and attacks the officer. You kind of knew it was gonna come, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, oh shit, this guy, this guy's gonna jump. He's gonna do it. He's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna jump up and jump scare me. Did they? And he, and did, he they did. did they? Do they? Do they like hold it out a little longer than you? You're expecting, so then you think like, well, maybe it's not gonna happen. Yeah, but I, I still kind of expected it. Mm-hmm. I was just waiting. I'm like, it's gonna happen, gonna happen. What did, what did you and think he, about um, that? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he jumps up, attacks the officer, runs out of there, and then the movie carries on. The the guys in the movie. Still, would you so. actually recommend that movie? Is it any good? Yeah, I would check it out. It was cool. Yeah, that was a Netflix original. I believe so. Oh, all right. Um, well, all right. Uh, moving along to number seven. All right, who's starting me? Yeah, you go ahead. You're so gonna, I you're expected, gonna steal another one from me and just know I expected you are. this one to be higher on my list, actually. Okay. And as I was making it, I kept pushing it down because you know you weigh your options. Um a little movie uh directed by um Shamalama Ding Dong. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that joke so much. I know, that's why I said it. Um the movie Signs. This is I told you you were gonna steal one of mine. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, so uh, Meryl, played by Joaquin Phoenix, is uh, is in a closet watching uh, TV. He's yeah. actually sleeping, and he wakes up to a news report of uh, some footage that was uh, sent to the to the news station mm-hmm. of a kid's birthday party. Yeah, and uh, all the kids are huddled inside. It's pandemonium everywhere. Kids are screaming, and the camera is looking outside, but it can't see much. And then it moves over to another window. And you just see like a little walkway between like the side of the garage and then some hedges. Mm-hmm. And it lingers there for a moment, lingers there for a moment. All of a sudden, this fucking alien just walks out from behind the, the bushes, stops for a moment and looks at the window and keeps walking. And it is terrifying. It really is. It, it, this, this part stuck with me. People say what you will about the movie. Say what you will about M. Night. Say That doesn't matter. Well, this particular Sign, scene. Signs is one of the movies where people actually say he was still... Sure. Some people don't like it, though. There are, oh, really? there are people that don't like it. Well, that being said, this scene itself, though, is so effective, especially when it first came out. It has not aged as well as some other ones. No, I actually rewatched this scene yes, earlier. And as the, did I. The, the aliens, the CG is pretty bad. It's but... a little fuzzy. It's a little whatever. But that being said, though, it's still effective. It really is. For some reason, just seeing a split second of an alien and then it leaves yeah. is terrifying. Oh, yeah. To but me... I, Ugh. To me, that that's I mean, like obviously, when when the alien first pops out from the bush, like that's scary. But to me, the thing that really made that scene so effective was Joaquin Phoenix's performance in it. Oh yeah, because when they cut move, back children, to, vamanos, vamanos. <laughs> but no, but like when, after, like he he reacts to the sight of the alien, the probably the exact same way any of us would like. His his hand is like Absolutely. he, he, he jumps up. Like, he jumps back from the TV, and his hand immediately goes to his face, and it's just like pure terror on his face and that's exactly how you would react if you if you saw a news a news story like this which they would never do a news story like this obviously because they're going to cover it up mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I was about to get into something else but I'm not going to because it, it, it would be way too long alright number 7 James um, <clears throat> alright uh, I'm, I'm kind of adapting as we go because I, I wrote down a few well I wrote down a few extra ones mm-hmm. just so that if uh, if we overlapped I could just uh, well tell me where they were though Tell me where. Tell yeah. you where they were. Like if we overlap and you don't want to, and suddenly you don't want to talk about one for some whatever reason. Say at least this is where I had this. Oh, but you're gonna replace it. Yeah. No, well, like I said, I, I wrote down a few extras, but uh, like I, I told you, Friday the Thirteenth was Friday the Thirteenth might have actually been my number one. I was kind of I was kind of gonna go back and forth, mm-hmm. but 
Uh, and The Conjuring was at like number five or six. Okay. Uh, so for number seven, I'm going to go with another uh, another movie I don't think you've seen yet. Okay. And uh, I had to throw this in because the, the trailer for the second movie just popped up uh, for Creep 2. Oh, So this yes. comes from Creep, the original Creep, mm -hmm. with Mark Duplass. And uh, some people might think this is kind of a, a corny... The, it really kind of is. It's like a corny attempt at a... It's sort of a cheap thrill. But it still got me. Like, when I watch this movie, there's... Good movie, uh, by the way. <laughs> shut cheap, up. Cheap thrills? Oh, cheap thrills. Great movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> what is that? Why can't I think of what that is? Hmm? You were just talking about that recently. Cheap thrills. What is that? Yeah, it's with... Um, I can't think of his name. Come back to me. Okay. <laughs> um, so, the movie Creep... Uh, I'm, I, I don't want to blow the ending, so... But I'm kind of going to, so spoilers ahead. Um, <clears throat> basically, Mark Duplass is a creep, and he asks this guy to come and uh, film film him because he's he's dying, he's uh, chronically ill. And toward the very end of the movie, he he ends up sitting and watching a uh, a bit of footage that he has possession of, and uh, something happens. You don't need to know what that thing is. But then right at the very end, he, he's just kind of sitting there talking. Uh, so he's filming himself watching this movie. And you just hear his voice and he goes, everything's okay. Everything's okay. And then from, from beyond the screen that he's watching, you see him pop up into the, into the camera and scream. Mm -hmm. And the, it's kind of like, a, it's kind of like, a, um, like an inception sort of thing. Because he pops up and screams at the camera. And then the camera that he's personally holding, he spins toward himself and screams into. Oh, that's weird. It doesn't. It's, yeah, it yeah, sounds I get really. It, yeah. it sounds really weird. I wish that you would have seen the movie so you know exactly what I'm talking about. And uh, I'm serious. Like it, it feel it. It feels like a really cheap attempt at a jump scare, and mm -hmm. it probably is. There might be some people that kind of hate it, but it was effective as shit because I wasn't expecting it at all, and it, it scared the hell out of me. Nice. Because I was also watching it with headphones in, like I often do at night in my house. So, uh, that's with my the no sound off, so you could analyze with the, the sound movie off. I wanted to analyze the movie different... to see if it was more. <laughs> Shut up! Leave me alone. Uh, by the way, Pat yeah. Healy, Ethan Embry, and David Kushner, cheap thrills. Oh, that was the movie where the people are paying mm -hmm. the dudes to do weird things. Yep. Yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> You just talked about that on an episode like a few weeks back. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Jay, what do you got for number seven? Ooh, number seven. I picked one of my old faves. You guys know I'm a huge Freddy Krueger fan. So I got some uh, Nightmare on Elm Street for number seven. Ooh. Nightmare? One? And uh, the original, 1984. All right. So not the, not uh, the remake? The, the amazing remake? You, you know, I, I thought hard. <laughs> I was like, ooh, I, sh I should go back and, and rewatch... But it, it was a lot of the same jump scares. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, you want to talk about bad attempts at cheesy and jump so, scares, uh, you go to the just, just because we, uh, since we recently talked the remake, I was like, I should do that just to get these guys to grind their teeth <laughs> in here. But, uh, so yeah, it, it's... Uh, you're, you're not invited anymore, Jay. <laughs> so Nancy's having a dream, and she's dreaming Freddy's attacking her, like, in the, in the garden or the yard or, or something like that. Um and then, you know, she wakes up in her bed and she's laying there for a second and sits up and you can just see the look on her face that she she knows she's going crazy. And she's mm -hmm. like, what the hell is going on? And then, boom, Freddy jumps up from the back side of the bed and just attacks her. And uh, that's in the, yeah. the original? Yes. Why do I, I just watched it. Why do I not remember that part? 
He's okay. he's like behind the bed. Be, well, she's sitting on the edge of the side of the bed. Oh, I do remember the other side. No, I do remember that. No, he's on on the side of the bed. Okay, right. yeah. Yeah, that part's it, great. And that, that was kind of one of the ones, too, where, you know, it, it was so quiet when she woke up. You ex, you expect it, too. You, you know, especially with Freddy. Like, I always expect him to just jump out of everywhere and uh, to always come kill everybody. Well, and you think, you think too, because, like, in, in that movie, like, once you wake up, you're safe. Yeah, exactly. And she's waking up, so safe oh, everything. Zone. Yeah, safe zone. And, <laughs> and then he pops up from beyond the bed. It's Plus, it kind of plays into the... I mean, when we were younger, it plays into the monster under the bed sort of thing, which oh, is yeah. one of the most Absolutely. terrifying. Did you guys believe in monsters Absolutely. under the bed I when you were I still have a monster under my bed. Do you? I still do. What's his name? Charlie. <laughs> keep a, you I, mean him? He just hangs? Charlie. I, I keep a monster dildo under my bed. <laughs> the, the King Dong? <laughs> oh. <laughs> that was an actual thing, though. <laughs> I won't get into that either. <laughs> We're gonna leave that one alone, there, Mikey. <laughs> when my when we when we were younger, we found a. Uh, I, I will get into it actually. <laughs> when we were younger, we were riding bikes uh, out by my cousin's place. He lived out in the country, and in the ditch, we found a uh, Fredericks of Hollywood um, catalog, which is like a, a catalog where they sell like lingerie sex stuff, toys yeah. and lingerie and stuff. And there was a, there was a dildo that I can't imagine. Well, now that I'm an older age and I've seen things like this, I can't imagine, but. Back then, I was like, "How the hell would you even?" It was like, it it was like the size of like, I don't. It was like a like a foot and a half long and like. Oh, that's it. Like three Pringles cans taped together. That's <laughs> oh, that's all. I I, I remember just. This, and it was the, called the Kingdom. Once you pop, you can't stop. <laughs> the, I have a story about that actually. <laughs> this one time in college, and it's it's not going where you think it is. We uh, a few of us after some tasty adult beverages, but we were adults then. Smirnoff ices. Oh yeah, tons of them. We uh, a, a group of us decided to go to the local uh, toy store, adult toy store up there, and and there was like this four foot three Pringle can. <laughs> you know, wide dong, and I just took it and I slacked the guy across the face that was with us with it. I, I wound up like a baseball bat, and I just... Wait, it was out of the package? They were just hanging on the wall. <laughs> Speaking of that story... That was back before, uh, like, safety regulations and stuff, I guess. Speaking of that story, I have a story. Yeah. Uh, when I was on tour uh, <laughs> with the uh, band back in the day, yeah. there is, uh, I'm sure you know the place I'm talking about, uh, off one of the main freeways in Indiana, there's a trucker stop with a giant, like the world's biggest sex toy uh, store. Is it a lion's den or something like so, that? Yes, or, I think so. Or the store. golden big, lion or something. It's a big yellow sign. Yeah, yeah. 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 See, you <laughs> yeah. fucking know. I've been in the place. So so we stopped there. Uh, it was the middle of the night. It was probably 3, 4 in the morning. It was the middle of the night, and they're open 24 hours because you never know when you need this shit, right? You never know. Um, and I, so need, I need a dildo now! <laughs> we were all sleeping in the back of our van, and the other band gets out of the car, just pounds on our windows to, to get up and go in. I walk into the sex shop with, like, flannel PJ pants and, like... <laughs> Like slip, like slippers on or something. So probably, probably the normal, yeah, probably. the normal garb for anyone there was who a walks woman in there. At three there in the was morning. a woman at the counter buying a butt plug bigger than my head, <laughs> <laughs> and I literally, like, I stopped and just stared. Like, I literally, like, jaw hit the floor. I go, who, <laughs> like, who uses that? Like, I couldn't, I could not wrap my head or the butt plug sized head around it. I, it, I just I just couldn't do it. Was like, it was it large Marge? <laughs> maybe. I, 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 I just remember there was one guy in our group that walked up to some girls that were looking at stuff on the wall and he walks up he goes, Hey, which one are you gonna get? 
All right. Oh my gosh. Oh, All right. Like creepy, let's you know. keep let's keep rolling here. Number All right. six. All right. Is this me? Yeah, you. You creep. Okay. Number six. I think this one is probably not one that you guys have. All right. Um. I'm doing alien things back to back here. Okay. Uh, this is from a movie called Dark Skies. Uh, oh okay. man. Oh dude. Yeah. Right? I forgot about right? this one. So, this is great. So uh, Lacey, played by um, oh, Felicity. What's uh, your name? Uh, <laughs> why can't uh, I think of her I name? I don't know. I can't think uh, of her Russell? Uh, Russell. Russell. Carrie Russell. Carrie yeah. Russell. Yeah. So uh, she wakes up in the middle of the night to the sound of this this very faint but high pitched humming sound. Right. Yeah. So she gets up. She walks. She's walking around her house. She's kind of turning the lights on, checking things out. She's not seeing anything. She goes back upstairs, passes by her son's room, <clears throat> and no, hears like a little rustle in her son's room. And uh, so she turns around thinking that he's awake. That's where the sound came from. And she opens the door, and she just nonchalantly walks into the room. And as the camera is passing by one of the walls and the room opens up, you just see this super tall, slender alien bedside hovering over her son. Just standing. And it's Fucking terrifying. That really it doesn't was. even jump at you or anything. It's no. just, it just reveals really quickly, and it is fucking terrifying. And she lunges and to go for the lights. She doesn't lunge for the aliens. She runs for the lights first. Well, isn't that? I mean, doesn't that feel like the natural reaction though? Like, uh, I, I guess. I, I guess kind of. And and the, as soon as she hits the lights and looks back, they're both gone. Actually, Jay's and actually, it is terrifying. Jay's actually. <laughs> <laughs> Jay's I think because he's so skinny. He's that creeps me out. He's so skinny. And then the kid's gone. I forgot. Yeah. I forgot that the kid was gone after it. Yeah, yep. we're actually watching it right now. This, this, and it's and it's weird because it's not like it was unexpected. No, I like mean you, you kind were, of expect it, and, and honestly, the, the movie—I liked the movie, but it wasn't the greatest movie ever mm. made. But like that, that particular scene—I remember the two of us talked about it yeah. at length after how much that scene made us jump. Well, I think that was the first because throughout the entire movie, you have weird things going on. Mm. You—I mean, obviously, you suspect that it's like some sort of alien activity, but that's the first time that you actually see one of them. Yeah, right? I, I believe so. Yeah, and oh man, that was yeah. That, that, that scene did a number on us that night, and it just—that was another one of those ones that I, I would it, it was definitely a jump scare but it was just chilling mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. you just felt like your whole body kind of tingle and go cold. oh my god <laughs> yep that's a good one all right number six james uh number six i'm gonna go with um this is this is a classic i think this i think this one would probably pop up on a lot of uh like top 10 lists or something at least if i made all the top 10 lists it would and i made this one so here it is uh from the descent mm. uh Amazing movie. Mm-hmm. We we both. You've seen The Descent, have you, Jay? Have you? Yeah. Seen, oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I, I was reading my reading through my list. Such an awesome, <laughs> such an awesome movie. A ton of great scares in this movie. But the the very first time that you see one of the the creatures, the underground dwellers, the 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 girls are in the cave. They've they've finally kind of realized that they're kind of screwed. They're they're lost. They mm-hmm. can't figure out where they are, and. They have the night vision on their camera, and that's really the only light that they have to go yeah. by. And the anything, cameras, anything <clears throat> in night vision is this instantly creepy, pretty too. scary. Yeah. <laughs> and they're they're panning back and forth, and then all of a sudden, uh, um, I, I can't remember. Juno. Juno's in the shot. Is it Juno? Yeah, yeah. I can't remember who's holding, holding, I, I, I who's know the, holding the camera, scene. but she pans back to Juno. And just standing, literally, like right over her shoulder, inches from the, like her back, is one of the creatures, and his head is his head is down. He's got this like terrible look on his face, and they all just 
scream. I mean, like it's it's, it's one unnerving. Of, is it, what is it is one of the most unnerving. And the fact too that like the thing was just the thing was just standing there. It wasn't doing anything. It could have just easily killed her, but for some reason it was just standing there, kind of. It really doesn't. It really doesn't make sense in the grand scheme of what those things are because they they basically live to hunt and eat. Mm-hmm. Which makes it even more unnerving because mm-hmm. for some reason it was just there, just standing there, like it's making its presence known. Its oh, man, like, it's so scary. Ugh. And then, like you say, <laughs> because it's in in night vision, uh, these things have white skin, so it's it pops out. Even it pops more, out like, like you you go you pan over to Juno and you just see this like bright glowing freaky thing inhuman <laughs> figure just standing over her shoulder yeah if you peering at if her. you've never seen the descent good good lord like go see it because it's amazing go it's, go it's, go see it Derek, go buy it like <laughs> rent it steal it i don't care like, yeah, it's, just watch it it's so awesome that's a great movie um what do you got jay for number six? Ooh, my number six would be jeepers creepers Ooh. back from 2001 yeah and there's a scene in there when uh, Justin Long falls down into the well uh-huh. at first, and he's walking around exploring, figuring out what's what. And there's a uh, he comes across a body bag with a body in it. Put him and, in a body he, bag. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's standing there, and he's like walking by, and he's kicking this thing, and nothing, you know, like. And so all of a sudden he yells up to to the girl. I can't think of her name off the top of my head, but um, yelling up to her and they're yelling back and forth. And then all of a sudden the body hand comes out and grabs his ankle. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. they had the big violin shrill. <laughs> and you're like, oh! how'd, how'd, how'd that go again? <laughs> <laughs> um, that whole it, it made me jump. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh yeah. Absolutely. That, well, and then doesn't he open up the? I mean, to make it worse, he opens up the body bag and it's only like half of a dude or something. Is it? Or no, he's got like he's got a huge incision from like his something like that. His, I haven't seen the original sternum long time, all the way yeah. down to his groin or something. It's just like really shoddily stitched together, and it's uh-huh. and oh he, yes, yes, yes. And then you're he, right. he looks up, and all the walls are just like covered with human flesh that's yeah. been stitched together. Uh-huh. That's awesome. I I think that uh, I mean Jeepers Creepers is kind of held in high regard, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Despite all the the, the controversy, yeah, I mean, people like, like th- people like the movie, sure. Yeah. I think that when that movie came out, though, uh, these the the whole Victor Salva thing wasn't as widely known. I think when that movie first came I out, I didn't know anything about exactly. it when the when the first movie came out. Yeah. So. But, hey James. Um, yes. Hit me with your best shock. <laughs> Hit me with your best shock. Let me top you off there, bud. Hey. hey. All right, um, so what are we on, number five? Number five. All right, do it, Michael. Cinco. Okay, this is another one that you guys might have on your list. Uh-huh. Maybe we'll see. Uh-huh. Um, but um, <sighs> Lawnmower Man. Lawnmower Man? The actual movie? Or no, the talking, scene you're from, about Sinister. from Sinister. Yeah, this is on my list. Um, okay, so Sinister, if, you, if you've not seen it, uh, it's about an author played by Ethan Hawke. Uh, they move into this new house because he's trying to write a true crime novel. And he finds these reel-to-reel um, film reels mm-hmm. in the house. And each one of these reels has on a different death of somebody in the house. The, the haunting, a, a basically. Family. A family. It's usually yeah, an entire yeah. family getting wiped out. And uh, one of these particular film reels uh, is basically it's a POV-style recording of a guy pulling a lawnmower out of a shed, bringing it over to the lawn, and basically starting to cut the lawn in the pouring rain. Right. And you're watching it, and you're watching it, and it's just kind of chugging along, chugging along. And then it this it, the, the, the jump literally lasts for a split second. It's like 
like 1.2 seconds. Mm-hmm. So short. But all of a sudden, in the little space between the top of the lawnmower and the top of the frame, you just see like two or three people tied up on the ground and it runs them over. And it is terrifying. And it's got one of those violin scrills behind it that really accentuates the jump. And it really does. It's terrifying. Ethan Hawke's character like like leaps out of his chair and you almost do that watching it. Uh It's it's, It's just, it's so out of nowhere unexpected like you said i i think this is another one of the one of those scenes where the sound is everything too because i i think Absolutely. it was uh i i think they used um boards of canada songs okay. boards of canada the band okay uh, they're like an experimental bear uh, suit <laughs> experimental bear suit yeah <laughs> they're an experimental uh nobody, uh, nobody will get that but us. <laughs> no I, I used to be in a band called experimental bear suit and now they will. now you get it <laughs> um it, but their their music like this particular song that they use for the soundtrack is just so creepy to begin with and then when it hits with that musical sting it's almost like it sounds like a it sounds like a human scream but like all distorted and stuff kind of yeah i can see that but oh and then this is also another one too where you said the the jump scare literally only lasts for like a split second but it has everything to do with Ethan Hawke's reaction yeah. to it. Yep, it helps. Like I almost, I almost wonder if he had never seen that footage prior to. Did we talk about? I think we talked I about this. I feel like he didn't. I like, don't think that he actually had seen the footage. I, I think his reaction was genuine. Yeah. Because he was, because it's the POV shot is so tight on the on just the lawnmower. You don't see it coming, and you only see the light from this like Super 8 camera, so it, it's pretty dimly lit. And then all of a sudden, you just see this head buried you know it's like a person buried in the lawn up to their neck were they buried i thought they were laid out long ways oh were they i think they were laid out long ways oh, but okay. either way there's uh, a person yeah, in front of okay. it okay yeah. I, I haven't seen it since we last talked about it but i i thought they i guess it wouldn't make sense for them to be buried that would take forever but man that the reaction that he has is 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 so awesome um so uh yeah anyway anyway uh, yeah that, that was my number five uh, that scene is just Brutal. Number five. All right. I'm going to... Uh, I For my number five, I originally had, uh, I think, The Conjuring, the hide and clap one. Okay. So I, okay. I, I'm just going to throw another one in that I had for honorable mentions. This one has always... Uh, it, I rewatched it. It's like not as scary as I remember it being, but back when I was a kid and I first saw this, I thought it was scary as hell, but it's from uh, The Sixth Sense. Oh, okay. the Shyamalan movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a part where Haley Joel Osment's character is—he's got like a little uh, tent set up in his room, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and something freaks him out, and he's—he's—he jumps into the tent, and he sees—he looks up, and he sees the clothespins from the tent start to like pop off, and then all of a sudden the camera pans down, and it really doesn't like—it really doesn't pop. It's not like a a jump so much as it is just like a pan down to. Uh, what the hell is her name? Me. Uh, what what is her name? I can't. I think don't of... know your. Oh, Misha Barton. Misha Barton. Yeah. yeah. Her her character who is a ghost. Very young Misha Barton. A very young Misha Barton, and she's just sitting there with like this horrible look on her face and puke just running out of her mouth. Yeah. Dude, the first time that I saw that just scared the hell out of me. I was like, I because I didn't really think that uh, the Sixth Sense was. I went into it not really thinking that it was a horror movie so much. I thought it was just supposed to be kind of like a thriller mystery sort of sure, thing. Sure. And something about that scene just 
stuck with me for oh, days. That I'm, I know that scene affected a lot of people. I never really got that freaked out by it. Mm -hmm. I, I think I always thought that the pew coming out of her mouth looked a little fake. Well, and it so it like... always kind of took me out of the moment. But I know what you're talking about. A lot of people share that, though. Yeah. A lot of people do. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Mm -hmm. uh, what about you, Jay? Number five? All right, Jay. One Jay to another. <laughs> I got a Child's Play. Oh. The original from 88. He had to pick a couple classics yeah, up in here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, towards the end, when Chucky's head's all burnt up and they're like slamming it on top of the TV or counter, and uh, he's you know he's dead at that point. They they killed him. Then mm -hmm. all of a sudden, uh, he's standing there and uh, Jack's standing there, and all of a sudden Chucky just reaches through the air vent and just grabs him by the throat <laughs> and starts like choking him, strangling him. Is that when the is that by that point is the isn't the head disconnected from the yes. body? Yeah. And he's like yelling at his own body. To, he's like choke him, kill him. <laughs> I yep. was that. Although that was scary when I was younger, I always thought that was hilarious as I got older. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, it still just jumps right out at you, you know? Uh -huh. It could be freaky. Yeah. Uh -huh. It's awesome. All right, Mikey. What's next? All right. Uh, you want to start this one off, Jay? Wanna sure. Want to go back to back, number four? Go back to back. Number quattro. All right. you guys remember a little movie from 2001 called 13 Ghosts? Ooh, yeah. Oh, what do you got from this? All right. So, Shannon Elizabeth... Uh, she puts on the glasses. She's down like the the underground tunnels, or and she puts on the glasses. And the the, the jackal was standing right in front of her, mm -hmm. and just grabs her and starts running and dragging her down the hallway. That's um, it, that's one ahead. of the that's one of the scariest characters in any movie ever. Oh, right? The yeah. jackal. Like, that's, yeah. yeah. I, it, even the name of it, like when I was younger, the, just the idea of the the name the jackal. Who yeah. say it again? The jackal. <laughs> but I just remember, even even in that movie, anytime someone put the glasses on and you could just see one of those ghosts right there. Oh shit! They did. That it was what I would do. You know, they did it mm -hmm. quite a few times too, where they would pop them on and the ghosts would be right there. The, but it the, always the it was always jump pretty scare. effective. Yeah, <laughs> the same jump scare and it worked every time. You know, I like too that like in that movie how. It, it always seemed to coincide with the the uh, the ghost getting pissed off, but they would even if you were wearing the glasses, the ghost would disappear. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. And then they would. It, it was it was like when they because at one point Matthew Lillard even addresses that like he knows that the thing disappears and he knows he's in trouble because it's going to start coming at him. I I don't know. I thought yeah. that was really cool. I think uh, Thirteen Ghosts is, is the kind of movie where. Uh, if they announced a remake for it nowadays, I think I'd be totally okay with it. Yeah, yeah. I think that, that could. I think that would do good from a, <clears throat> like a, the guys that made like Cabin in the Woods remake. Yeah, Thirteen Ghosts. Like make really it, good. Make it kind of a, uh, almost kind of well, not self-aware. I don't know. No, that's, I wouldn't say self-aware, but just kind of like <clears throat> that, not tongue-in-cheek. But slightly aware. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that's weird because that movie doesn't feel old. It doesn't feel. <laughs> no, it, doesn't feel it really old, doesn't. It, but I can see it being better. Sixteen years ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's never been like the best movie ever, but for some reason, I've always really liked. It. Yeah. yeah, no, it's because it's a good movie. That's why mm -hmm. it was always one of those ones like eating lunch and flipping through TV, and you're like the cable channels, and you're like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll sit and watch this midway through. <laughs> so that's how I appreciate I am, it. That's how I am when um, the remake of House on Haunted Hill comes on. Oh I, yeah. If it's on, I can't not watch it. I love that movie. Such a good movie. I'd still love to see it remade, though. Like that's the kind of movie you can remake that multiple times, and I think it would it holds up still. Because mm -hmm. the story, because the story is kind of universal. Right. You, sh you should be a studio exec, because you got the ideas. Hey, let's remake this movie. Hey, All let's right. remake this movie. All right. <laughs> they so would love you, Mike. My, You're all about remakes. Uh, my top four um, was tough for me. Yeah. So we're getting into. They all could be placed, you know. Oh yeah. Around each other. Mm -hmm. um, however, my number four. 
uh, is imagine, if you will. I'm gonna, take I'm, you on, I'm gonna take you on a journey. I'm imagining. You're in college. Mm-hmm. You're with a girl. Mm. She's your girlfriend. Oh. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She's distressed. Uh-huh. You bring her back to her room yep. to comfort her. This is all lining up so far. With your hands. Oh, okay. On her shoulders, James. <laughs> oh, I see. All right. <laughs> you fall asleep in said bed, mm-hmm. and you wake up in the middle of the night, and she's nowhere to be found. Oh. You get up. You look in the ground. Oh, gosh. And she looks like a fucking crumpled up piece of paper staring at you with the deadest black eyes you've ever oh, seen. Dude. I hate that scene, and I love it so much. Emily Rose contorted on the floor in The Exorcism of Emily Rose. This scene fucked me up for weeks after seeing this. Oh, my god! Oh, my God. So freaky. Thinking about it still creeps me out. And it's the first, because there's a part at the end of that scene that they probably, like, you know... Like, oh, we're gonna take this a step further and yeah, make it even, and make it even yeah, scarier. Yeah. But that wasn't even the scary part. No, no. It was just the initial reveal of her yep. laying contorted on the floor. It's like he before you see her, he sees her and backs up into the bed into the corner. Yeah. And you go, Oh god, what does he see? What does he see? And then you see and you're like, Oh, it's so much oh, worse. I just got the chills just thinking <laughs> it's, about it. It's, oh man. It's one of those scenes, like I said, this movie was one of the scariest movies that I've ever seen. This is like in my top three scariest movies ever. Yeah. Might even be close to number one. Yikes. Um But this scene though is one of the scenes that did that for me. Mm-hmm. Uh because like her her spine is bent backwards, her head's cocked backwards, her arms are like a deformed T-Rex sort of to the side and up. Just like everything about her and posture is unnatural. But she's what's <laughs> the but aside from all of that, the most terrifying part of it to me is the fact that it looks like she has rigor mortis. Yeah. Like you could literally just like touch her arm with like your hand and her whole body would move yeah. without joints moving at all. Like it's so and then her eyes are just black. And the and fact that and oh. she's staring right at him like that. Ugh. I, I, How long like, was she staring at him yeah. for? Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> I, I, dude, that's such a good one. That is, that, oh, oh god, it's a terrifying. I, I love scene. it and I hate it at the same time. I uh, I don't know. Like I've thought I've thought about this many many times. Like how would I react if I woke up and that was what I woke up to? I don't know. Kill it with fire! I don't know what I would do. <laughs> and then the fact that she like I like I said they they try and push the scare a little further and she like it was unnecessary she screams with like this almost inhuman sort of yeah. scream and her mouth looks it kind of pops open the mouth bit, almost yeah. looks like CG at that point like it opens a little too wide you know what I mean maybe a little bit yeah she but used to have a big mouth they didn't need to do that <laughs> they, they didn't need to do that but like just just end yeah. with like this weird contorted body staring at him but like I don't know how I'd react if I woke up to that I might it's just terrifying. I might just get up and run away I, I might just I kill like, myself right, well, right there. I'm, like, really, I'm, I'm done. I'm, See really, I'm really sorry to leave you like this, but I'm not staying here. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. Was that number four? That's number four. It was four. Jay, what do you got for your number four? I did my number four. He did. Right he now. went first. I went first. Oh, you did. What was yours? 13 Ghosts. Oh, 13 Ghosts. Come on, James. Sorry. Get with it. So I'm going to... Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip one because my sinister lawnmower scene was number four. Okay. Yeah, and I'm running out of ones to replace with. I might actually skip four and three. Cause okay. Three, so so number three though is we talked about. Uh, three was Jason pops out of the water. What? Why are we talking about three? You just said it. Oh, I didn't mean to. Fuck. 
Well, there you go. All right, so your number four was... My number four was uh, um, the lawnmower, lawnmower scene. Lawnmower scene. So we, yeah, so yep. we talked about that. Yep. It's fucking terrifying. So you can move on to three if you want. Okay, so number three for me then. So your three, we'll just we'll back to back you. Your three was... Um, uh, 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 Jason popping Jason out of the water. Jason popping out of yep. the water. Okay. My number three um, was one that we watched a little bit recently, more mm-hmm. recently. Uh, for the show, actually. Okay. And uh, this is the from Willow Creek, Bigfoot striking the tent. I'm glad you reminded me of this. Like I, for, I forgot about. I, I thought about this scene earlier. I was like, oh, that's going on my list, and then I forgot to write it down. I actually meant to put this on my list. The, the, this scene, if you haven't seen Willow Creek, you're doing yourself a disservice. Even if you don't like Bigfoot movies, it's just uh, uh, Bobcat Gold, Goldthwait. Is a it's a masterclass of suspense is what this movie is, mm-hmm. um, from a very unlikely place. You mean Bobcat? Yeah, if you only know him as a comedian, you might not think that <clears throat> that he is that good at what he does. Right. He's a superb director, and we've talked about this on the show before. The scene in question is uh, is uh, Jim and Kelly are uh, they they went to bed after a little backfired proposal romp, <laughs> and um, they wake up to which, hearing which is horrific on its own. But they well they wake up to hearing some or he Jim wakes up to hearing some rustling outside of the tent, mm-hmm. and at this point from the second he wakes up starts um, probably one of the most tense and suspenseful twenty minute oneers. On the planet. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I thought and that was this one. I've, and it's I've, amazing. I've, I've I've heard mixed reviews. Like some people hate the scene, some people love Those it. Those people are stupid. We loved it. <laughs> uh, it's literally just a camcorder in front of two people in a tent, mm-hmm. and they were given no direction. They were given. They basically knew what they had to do, and they were just reacting. <laughs> yep. I've seen movies that started out that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anyway, so the 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 jump scare in question though comes into play 15 minutes into the 20 minute wonder. Mm-hmm. You've had 15 minutes of watching them sit and listen to the outs to, to Bigfoot outside their tent, just rustling, and it's building and building, and then nothing happens mm-hmm. and nothing happens, and and when it finally hits, it's almost like. Uh, like people in solitary confinement, you have no idea how much time has passed mm-hmm. because you just kind of, it's everything's been going on for so long, you just stop paying attention to the time. That's what the scene feels like. And then when you get the first hit from the back of the tent, like it, it just, the Bigfoot strikes the back of the tent. Mm-hmm. You're, it's, you're, even though you're expecting it, it comes out of nowhere because you don't know when it's going to happen. Well, and you're, you're expecting it even more because I'm, I'm assuming you're talking about the big hit. You're expecting it even more because. Bigfoot actually tests it a little bit yeah. before. Like, he touches the tent once. Mm-hmm. But you almost kind of forget about that because it goes so quiet again. Mm-hmm. It's like... And then just whispering like he kind of It's and... almost like he kind of scratches the tent once and they're like, oh, oh, God, something's out there. And then it goes silent again for like another, another seven minutes. And then all of a sudden there's the big, bah, like, yeah. just smash it, on it the side of the tent. Terrifying. It really it it was, uh, uh, correct me if I'm, if I'm mistaken, but there wasn't any, like, moonlight or nothing where they could see a shadow. No. No, they were... Right, no, it was no, dark, right? Yeah. It was absolutely pitch no, you black. You didn't see yeah. anything uh, around okay. outside. Yeah. It's just terrifying. It's all sound, and it's all it's. It is a masterfully orchestrated jump scare. It really it, is. It, it's, and it's I, I I don't know like I I can see where the movie's not for everybody, especially if you're not into slow <laughs> slow paced movies. Yeah. And especially this scene because like Mike said, it's 
it's 21 minutes of mostly nothing. Mm-hmm. But the payoff, it's great. as far as we were concerned anyway, was awesome. It's fantastic! <laughs> little, little bobcat for you. Um, <laughs> I can't do it. Um, yeah, no, but that, that scene is, it's one of the best jump scares because mm-hmm. it's just, it's patience. <laughs> yes. You could, uh, I, I could throw in, I could throw in a number three replacement and just say because it's, it's kind of along the same lines, and it's the, uh, the part in the original Blair Witch Project, mm. almost the same kind mm-hmm. of scare, equally as effective, scary as shit, because they're, they wake up in the middle of the night, they hear a few like, rustling things out in the woods, yep, and then, all of a sudden the whole tent just starts to shake, and they hear like a baby screaming. And then as they're running away, she's like, oh my God, what the fuck? Was there a baby screaming? Why was there a baby? That's kind of the thing. That's probably the, the remake, right? The remake of Blair Witch? No, no, no. The original, the, the, no, the the original Blair okay. Witch Project. And that's probably the same thing that I would be thinking in that moment. Like, out of everything. like the Because the tent is shaking, which means there should be adults doing that yeah. or something bigger than a baby. And you're like, why is there a baby screaming? Maybe it was a huge baby. <laughs> that's a huge that's baby. That's a huge bitch. <laughs> So right, that's Jay. my replacement number three. What do you got, Jay? All right, number three, I have the infamous Saw. Hey. So there's a scene in there where Adam's in the apartment and his lights are out. Mm-hmm. And um, so he's using his camera flash to get around and see where, where the, things are at. The good old camera flash for a light gag. I, and it <laughs> works every fucking time. Well, it is. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Jay. Yeah, we'll it, talk about it, this afterwards. Yeah, we will. But it, 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 you can get a little bit to see where you, know, you got to go to so you don't trip over a chair or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So he's flashing around and then he, you know, he sees Billy the puppet. Sitting yeah. there laughing in the chair, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he just starts beating it, and then so he um, continues to go around looking, you know, flashing, flashing himself around the apartment. <laughs> he's, a, he's one of those peeping Tom flashers. I do that. I do that. Get a load of this. <laughs> and, uh, and then he gets to the closet and flashes inside the closet, and the uh, pig head ma- pig mask comes running out the, at him. The best part about that scene is that you know somebody's in the closet. Yeah, you know that someone's there. It's still fucking still scary. Oh it, yeah, like because you don't know what's there. That's the thing. That's the first time that you see the full. It is, big I think. Face. Yeah. Like, so it, and it, it's jarring when you do first see because like a flash and that's gone. And it's like, oh! well, you're. Pi- <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're picturing like a person jumping out at him or a person maybe in like some, some normal sort of mask, but yeah. this ridiculous <laughs> like actual real life pig head with like long black hair coming out of it. It's so unnatural. Dude, it's and the so dude creepy. from Slipknot. <laughs> <laughs> and then there and then the sound effect Wait, that comes with it. Who? Wasn't that Paul Gray, the pig? Did he have a pig face? I think so. Oh. Well that's not very nice, Mike. Jay. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it's it, and it's the sound too and it's also the editing, which is funny because uh the effect that they use is one that, like, like, like you said, when you first saw the the first trailer for the new It movie, you're mm-hmm. like, man, I hope that they do don't do that, like that kind of weird jump cut sort of editing. But it in Saw, it was kind of the first time you ever saw that. Yeah. So it worked. No, yeah. But well, then, Saul, it, but Saul then did it started getting first, overused, though. you know? I mean, I, I, don't, I wouldn't say that it was the first one, but I think that brought that style <laughs> of it kind of back to the forefront. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, totally effective. Yeah, Absolutely great, great scene. Oh, so yeah. scary. And then the like you were saying earlier, just something about the using the flash is so scary because it's just that bright pop of light, and then that the sound that a flash makes when it's charging back up. 
Yeah, it's kind of spooky. Like it's that high like, pitch whining it's, sound. It's, is... it's what Texas Chainsaw is famous for. It's that that well that flash one's like, and then rewind that 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 one's overblown and like oh. yeah that one's freaky. Sound is terrifying. All right, uh, well let's uh, Are let's we get it going. Number two. Yep. Number two. Okay, my number two uh, is one that we've already talked about, so I won't spend a lot of time. It is the descent. Okay. And the creature reveal in the descent and. I, I'll say it before, I'll say it again. This is one of my favorite horror movies ever, and it's so fucking terrifying, and that scene just drops me every time. I watched it about 15 times just today, and it <laughs> never lost its luster. Like, it's just, it just gets me. I don't know. Um, what about you, James? What's your right. number deuce? So my number two it comes from The Exorcist 3. Oh, I knew okay. you were going to put this on your list. Dude. This scene, like, like even I, I, like you just said about the descent. I rewatched this scene like four or five times today, and it gets me every time. I, I know what I know when it's coming. I, I, I know what's gonna happen, but for some reason it's just so scary. Everything about that scene is weird. It's the framing of the scene. It's the uh, like the sound effect that happens when it when it goes off. But basically, you have a a nurse who hears something weird in a room, so she goes and she. She checks, nothing in the room, and then uh, she comes back out, and you just see this wide shot looking down the hallway, and she she turns off the light, she closes the door and locks the door behind her, so nothing should be able to come from that room, but then she turns to walk away, and all of a sudden you just hear this just... Scree- dun, dun. Well, no, this screeching, like, I don't even know what kind of oh, instrument right. it's more high-pitched, Like this right. screeching... Like that was an awesome impression of it, and this this fig- if you do say so yourself, <laughs> this figure dressed as a as a nun, mm-hmm. all in white, can't see their face, and they're holding, uh, um, what looks like gardening shears, but they're actually the uh, the kind of shears that they use to like cut the sternum, <laughs> cut the sternum when they're doing uh, autopsies, mm-hmm. and you don't like. Same scissors they use for uh, circumcision as well. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's you don't even see the kill. Oh. It there's nothing like there's nothing gory about the scene. It's just it's the musical sting, and it's just this figure coming from a door that it shouldn't be able to come from because the door is locked. Yeah. And you just see it walk up really quickly behind her, and the camera zooms so in at, really right fast as she walks away. He's yeah. Right behind her. Right. This oh, this seems so weird. Freaky. This seems weird because. Um, and I'm taking nothing away from from your 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 thing here because a lot of people find this scene terrifying. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time that I watched this movie though, so I had I was a late bloomer to Exorcist Three. I think I watched it when we did our retrospective. Yeah. And you had sort of prepped me for it, going like, "Oh God, dude, here's a scene, here's a scene." Like, make, no, make me pay. I wouldn't. Maybe, have done maybe that. not that much, but you told me that something was going to happen. Like you, whatever. I wouldn't have done that. Well, regardless, think- <laughs> regardless of what happened though, I was not impressed or taken aback by that scene. Are you serious? At all. It did nothing for me. Like, Have you it, rewatched it since? Yeah, yeah. It just—it's it, not. It, it doesn't. Fuck, man. It, it doesn't affect me the way that it affects most people for whatever reason, and that's not. I'm saying I'm not taking it away from you because a lot of people find that scene terrifying. Like a lot of people, that's like on their their lists, you know. Like, and for whatever reason, though, it just did not do anything for me. I'm gonna murder you with garden shears <laughs> tonight, <laughs> and then we'll see how it does something for you. <laughs> Jay, what's your number two, bud? Number deuce. I got a uh, a simple but effective one. Mm. All right. I saw this movie twice in theaters when it came out. I saw it the day it opened with a group of friends, and then I saw it the next day with a different group of friends. I don't remember if we all saw it together or not, but it was Paranormal Activity. Oh, yeah. 
And okay. uh, so the first time I saw it on opening day, it was awesome. The crowd, the theater was totally into it and yelling at the jump scares, you know, when it happened. Mm-hmm. The second day, the crowd sucks. They're like, yo, man, don't go up in that bedroom and don't do this <laughs> and don't do that. And, you know, things, it, it was Just, a different, yeah. people that were ruining the movie and it, you couldn't appreciate it. Right. Uh-huh. Um, so it was the, for me, the jump scare in that one was the first time the bedroom door slammed shut. Okay. Because you're watching these tapes and you're watching them over, waiting for something to happen. There's days in a row where it's nothing at night while they're sleeping. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And then you're all of a sudden you're watching, boom, and the door slams. And everybody in the theater <gasps> just gasped and jumped out of their seats. And it was so cool to see everybody having the same effect, you know, together, experiencing it's, it. It's you know? like when they, in the previews where they show the night vision uh, view of the crowd and everybody jumps yeah. at the same time. You don't that, normally see that. That happened in those movies, though. Yeah. It really did. Yeah. And I was just, that's what uh, what I was just going to say, too, is like, don't you love when you, every once in a while, the stars align and you get one of those crowds where mm-hmm. they they react like they're not talking at the screen they're not like yelling and being obnoxious or anything like that but they react the way they should like right when when people scream in the theater i love it if it's when they're supposed to scream yeah. and that was one of those movies that totally did it oh, actually yeah. the very end of that movie where uh, the dude's body comes flying at the camera that was one of the biggest screams I've ever heard in a theater before. It was so cool. That, 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 uh-huh. I think that was the uh, the film where everybody was most into it out of yeah. all like uh, theater viewings I've been to. Awesome. All, all right. right. Well, we that on, brings us to, to number, number one. one. Jay, can we get a drum roll, please? <laughs> oh, oh, not a beat. You wanna? <laughs> all right. So it's very interesting that that's your number two. Have we talked about your number one yet? No. No. But All right. I, I, I hope I didn't I, steal someone's I, number one. Is this your number one? Because I know you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. No, it's oh, not. Oh, my God. So my number one, for <laughs> the exact same reason of crowd participation in a theater and and even home, because it still gets me at home, is from Paranormal Activity 2. Ooh. And it's the scene where Christy is... I forget. I don't think there's a lead-up because that the, the films kind of jump around a little bit oh. throughout the days. She's in the kitchen. Uh-huh. And she sits down and she's just having her cup of coffee in the morning. And then out of nowhere, every single cabinet, every door, every everything in the kitchen just explodes. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the most like heart palpitating moments that I've ever seen, especially in a theater. Because it, it happened in such a snap. Mm-hmm. And there was no build-up for it. And no, that kind of movie, you don't know what's going to happen where and when. Because a lot of times, they'll just show you a scene for a minute and a half, and nothing happens, and it right. moves on. You just don't know. Well, and this was the was this the first this was the first big thing to happen in this it was movie, one right? of, yeah I believe it was the first big thing to happen so you weren't prepared for it yet you didn't know when it was going to come you know in. what watching a movie like that is like it's kind of like walking through a haunted house mm-hmm. when you a don't good, know where something you know, yeah. yeah when you don't know where something's going to jump out at yeah. you and it just appears you yep. know and uh, like I said this is this is my number one because in theater I jumped at least two feet out of my chair <laughs> as did everybody else in that theater. And it was so effective. I talked about it for weeks, oh, yeah. weeks after I saw it. Like, huh. it scared the piss out of me. I loved her reaction, too. It almost made me wonder if they... <laughs> I said this earlier about Ethan Hawke, but if she didn't even know that it was going to happen. I have no idea. Like, if they, if, they, if they hooked up the room to where all of the doors would open at the same time and everything would fall on the floor 
and she just didn't know it was going to happen because she's just kind of casually there, walking yeah. through the kitchen. She's, well, she's walking. Sitting, no, she's sitting down drinking coffee, I believe. Oh, I I, I thought she was. Like, no. I, I haven't seen it in a while, but I thought she was walking through the kitchen, and then all of a sudden everything just pops open. Just and her crazy. reaction is exactly. It, her reaction's almost like, have you ever had, uh, have you ever been sleeping and had a, a lightning bolt hit like right oh, next yeah. to your house? Oh yeah. And you just, you just pop up and your ear, your hands automatically go to the side of your head, like instinctively, like you protect the side of your head or you cover your ears or whatever, and just like kind of cower. You're that's awake. Exactly. You're like awake with the energy of the sun, like oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's exactly how she reacts to it. Yep. And it, it was yep. such a good reaction. And yep awesome scene and I love that's, that that's dude that's my number that is my number one jump scare of all good time good scene it just it killed me um, it really did alright so my number one actually Which, before you get into it okay. just real quickly though it proves that your number two and my number one from the same series that say what you will about the found footage paranormal activity movies yeah. they fucking did it right oh yeah, yeah. they well, as, did it right yeah as far as especially as far as this stuff goes like yep. jump scares and stuff mm-hmm. like that and it's and it's all about the build up you know because some, something about you know uh, something being there that you can't see mm-hmm. and not knowing where it's at in your house or what it's gonna do that's, that's scary mm-hmm. stuff yeah exactly alright James number one alright uh, my number one is a, is a classic and I uh, put it on my list not only because I love this scene but also for the same reason that you two guys just mentioned was because I was fortunate enough to see it uh, last year or two years ago in theaters um, and and the reaction to this scene was amazing and it was Jaws <laughs> we saw Mike's 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 air, writing the writing the I'm word air miming Jaws air miming Jaws because he knew that this was coming but dude you know what I'm talking about. You know what Underwater. scene I'm talking about. Underwater. Yeah. Yep. This this scene. So um, Hooper. Uh, Hooper. Toby. To- Toby Hooper. <laughs> no. Uh, Hooper. Hooper dives underwater. They find uh, uh, Ben Gardner has gone missing, and his boat has gone missing, and uh, they they find his boat. It's floating uh, out in the middle of the ocean, and so Hooper gets on his diving gear. It's in the middle of the night. And he dives underneath to go see what's going on with this boat, and he sees that there's a huge hole, hole in the hull of the of the boat, and so he cruises over to it. He looks, he takes out his knife, and he pries something loose from the from the from the hole, and it's a giant shark's tooth. And then you kind of think that's it, and then he he thinks he hears something behind him, so he spins around really fast, and you think that's where it's going to come from. And then he just kind of casually turns back to the hole in the hull of the boat, and Ben Gardner's dead head the comes flo- head, yeah. <laughs> comes Ugh. floating out of the out of this hole, and people in the theater just lost their shit. I was like, yep, they did. I, I was waiting for it because I knew it was coming. I've seen the movie so many times, <laughs> but I, I I didn't realize like I think there were a lot of people in the theater who hadn't seen the movie before. And there was if an not, audible. They were the greatest actors ever. Because <laughs> that, because my that was my first time seeing Jaws. That yeah. was one of my douchey movies, and <laughs> and I do the. It was one of the best theater going experiences I've ever had because the people just legitimately reacted with love to that movie. Yeah, did they got scared when they were supposed to get scared, and they got like. Did that scene when, hit you the way that it hit everybody oh, else? Oh yeah, though? sure. And 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 in part, you know, like it's. It's a it's a scary scene and that's a really good jump scare. But in part, it was because of the reaction around you. Mm-hmm. It was like a kind of a palpable tension in the air and like when everybody 
jumped at that part and I like the woman behind me screamed fuck really loud it was awesome <laughs> I was just like yes, this is awesome so that is my number one jump scare of all time alright Jay so far take us home alright number one a little fantastic movie from 2006 called Silent Hill Ooh. oh mm. I know what you're talking about I don't know if I do go ahead <laughs> I know what you're talking about and uh, so in Silent Hill there's a uh, you, you might not it might be the same one this I, I saw this in theater, and this was for the same reason that Paranormal Activity scene mm-hmm. was in my number two. So we're watching this, and uh, um, so Rose and Sybil are hiding in this room, and they're in there figuring out whatever's going on, figure out where they're going next, and they start hearing this noise coming from outside, and it's getting louder mm. and louder. I remember. And all of a sudden, this <laughs> giant fucking sword comes stabbing <laughs> through the wall. <laughs> and you're like, whoa! And everyone in the theater, two feet out of their seats, just like Mike said for for his scene. Everyone uh-huh. just jumped and screamed because you're like, that's a big fucking sword. <laughs> you know? it's, that's a big, a big, it's a big fucking knife. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then it happens again, and you're just like, oh my God, this guy's going to kill them. Yeah, Pyramid Head. Uh-huh. And, I, uh, I think that movies that you see, uh, movies that you see in theater with a good crowd have an unfair advantage, too. Because yeah. if you have a good crowd that reacts to it, that's all automatically going to become one of the best memories yeah, of And I love that movie, too. So, like, pair, compared it up to, you know, throwing it against, like, the paranormal activity in theater, I, I, it was definitely going to be one of those two yep. for the, my top because yeah. of the theater-going experience. It for definitely sure. made it. Awesome. I think, if, if nothing else, our all of our top choices prove that, that films are a communal experience. Mm-hmm. And they should be seen in a theater. And they... they and the... The fact that the theater is sort of going by the wayside is very depressing because you're you're gonna miss out on moments like that. You're mm-hmm. gonna miss out on on those those again communal just scares and jumps and everyone's experiencing things at the same time. And and I hope it never goes away. Maybe if, I I totally agree. Maybe this uh, what is this movie uh, pass? Maybe this I movie hope. pass thing will be like the safe saving grace. If you don't know what movie pass is, uh, it's sort of like Netflix. For exactly the theaters, like, like yeah. you pay ten bucks a month and you get a card, and you can see as many movies at participating theaters as you can. Um, it's and been, nobody, it's, it's and been nobody around, loses out on money. It's been around for a long time, but it used to be a lot more expensive. Yeah, they, and they now they, the price they've, 10 they've bucks knocked a month. it down to ten bucks a month. And 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 basically, what you do is you when you when you want to go see a movie, you you check in and, and say, I want to go see On this the movie. Yep. And they load a certain amount of money onto like a like a prepaid card for you, mm-hmm. and you go, and that's how you pay for your movie. And Pretty much. It's and and even it's though almost, you're it's dumb not to do it, even though you're only paying ten bucks a month. Because of the subscri- the subscription, you know they bring in enough money to pay the theaters for the blocks of movies. Right. So the, the the movies you're going to see are still making their money. The theaters are still making their money. Right. It's it's a win win win. It really is. It's, uh, this, it's a great thing. This is not an advertisement for no, movie no, pass. No, no, it's, it's just, just something. A cool it's thing. just something we're really excited it's, about because it it's gives us the opportunity to go see more movies. Not only that, it's getting people back in seats. Though. Right. Yeah. You know, a lot. One of the one of the main reasons that people don't go see movies is because of the the price. So expensive. And if you think about it, if you're not spending as much, if you're not spending, you know, twelve, thirteen dollars on a movie uh, ticket, mm-hmm. you're going to spend that money at the concession stands. Yeah, absolutely. So the theaters are actually making probably more money off this. Mm-hmm. So ten bucks for a month, less less than the price of a single ticket, and you can go as many times in the month as That's you want. As many times you want. That's incredible. Yep. Awesome. I'm I'm I, I signed up for it. I'm waiting for my card to get in the mail. Oh really? Yeah, and cool. like I'm gonna go if I get off work at five. My roommate works till eight, so I'm usually bored when I get home. Yeah, I'll go straight to the theater. 
I'll let's just say I'll go I'll go Saturday morning at nine o'clock and see two movies in a row. Yeah, doesn't matter. I, I, I guess like, they figure your average person is maybe going six times a year to the theater. If that's kind if, of the thing, that, yeah. You know, I, 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 don't, make I, don't, their, I don't get there as often as I'd like to. And that's how they make their money, though, is because even 10 bucks a month, if you go once a month, that's still paying for your ticket. Right, right. right. So if you do that, and same, some people go six times a month, some people go once a month, it evens out to where all that money is still coming in and right. not being used. And there's yeah. people paying $100 a month at the gym that aren't using their membership. Exactly. So just buy your movie pass thing. So if you want to find us on Movie Pass, go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, though, that we was... should get free cards now I for know, that right? for that nice Fuck. little advertisement. No. Um, uh, if, uh, yeah. So those, that, was, the, those... that was our. Sorry. Go ahead. I'm just so excited, I, Mike. I, 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 I. <laughs> um, those are our top thirty-ish. Yeah. Top twenty to thirty because mm. we had some doubles, yeah. but. Uh, jump scares. A lot of people don't like them. We happen to like them. Let us know what your favorite ones are yes. because they're. I I actually had a. I, it's it's hard when you like think back on your on 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 all the movies we've ever seen. The big ones stick out to you, so it's kind of hard to find. <laughs> yeah, 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 the big ones <laughs> stick out. You know, I had, I had it's kind of hard to find like the obscure obscure ones. You know, I had some that I didn't even use. Like I had uh, in seven. There's, uh, I think it's Sloth. Sloth. When oh. uh, they think he's dead and he comes yep. back to life and he breathes, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, fuck Candyman. The giant, the jump scare in Candyman where it's the classic. She's in front of the medicine cabinet and you think she's going to close the mirror and see someone behind her. And she goes to reach for the mirror and a fucking claw <laughs> comes out. Or a, the <laughs> hook just comes out of the wall. It's terrifying. <laughs> what else? Uh, the alien uh, chestburster scene or... Or, or the one, or the one when where he goes Dallas, down, yeah. he goes down into the shaft, and the aliens. Right, there's there's These so are many great good jump, jump scares. scares. Yeah. So um, if you listen to this and you want to let us know what your favorite jump scares are, feel free. Uh, we we feel love, inclined. Feel inclined. We love hearing from everybody. So um, thanks for continuing to listen. We had we had a a, a good month this this we month. Did, we we did. had a lot of people listening, and and it's it's cool to see. So um, if you want to find thank, us, thank on you for your kindness. <laughs> Thank you for your kindnesses. Gen- if you want to find us on caress. shut up. <laughs> if you want to find us on button. social media, <laughs> you can find us on SoundCloud, Facebook, Instagram, and Horror Amino at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. Are we on Horror Amino? Dude, just lay off me. I've been busy. <laughs> I swear I will start posting on Horror Amino again. I couldn't help it. Fuck off. <laughs> you can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzed Kill PC. And you can also find us on iTunes at the Space Buzzed slash Space Kill. <laughs> no slash. The Buzzed Kill. Two words, Buzzed Kill. Podcast. Go on there. Give a like. Give a give a rating. Give a review. It's cool. If you're, if it you, helps out. If, if you, you like feel it. so inclined. If you, if, if you don't said, like it, even if you hate do us, what you want. give us five stars. It, yeah, sure. Just five, five stars just, of hate. Just to help out the little guy. Why not? <laughs> yeah. If you want to find J-Raj. J-Raj on all social media at Ocean Recording. Also check out OceanRecordingStudio.com for all your fantastic audio needs. Yeah, baby. All right, boys. Good time. It was fun. It was a good episode. Yeah. We uh, we didn't sound like crap for the first time Shocking. in a while. <laughs> yeah. Cheers, boys. Cheers, boys.